Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, those in between and unaffiliated to the penultimate episode uh, to the Fast and the Furious Sega. Caleb, how are you doing currently? Oh, I can't believe we're already here. It's It's been a, a quick journey and in a way a long journey. So I'm excited to uh, come towards the end. If you'll allow me to indulge myself, let's you and I do a quick recap of the storyline so far in this long long sega so if you don't mind kind of briefly recapping the first four movies and then hobbs and shaw and i'll do the remainder the first four yeah so the first one it's the the crew coming together dom pairing up with brian and and falling in love you know they have their love affair and then a heartbreak in the end when they find out that brian was a, a traitor and during their big end heist you know things kind of come to a blows uh, vince he goes to jail, maybe Leon goes to jail, and then Dom rides off into the sunset, leaving Letty behind to maybe go to jail or just find him later. I, I can't quite remember that. And then Brian goes off to, to live his life as a criminal, I guess, uh, abandoning the force. The second one, we pick up with Brian again, enjoying that life uh, in the freedom, just enjoying the driving and not having to worry about wearing a badge and being a stupid cop until the cops show up again because they're like, oh, we need badass drivers. And we need you to help us with this this driving uh, criminal gang. <laughs> was it Drug Runners? Yeah, it was Drug Runners for Ramon. Or Verone, excuse Verone. me. I get that wrong yeah. all the time. Yeah, so Brian, he's like, oh, crap. I need I need my uh, someone I can trust, someone who's a good racer. Let me bring in Rome here. And they paired up together. And they just had a great time taking down this this criminal organization. And then we jump ahead, I guess, like eight years in the future for Tokyo Drift which I still don't know exactly how long it was in the future, but maybe it was only like five years, actually, I think. But we get to meet uh, Sean, and he's he's taken to Tokyo for reasons unknown. I guess it was like either you go to jail or you go to Tokyo, and he chose Tokyo. And then he falls in with this uh, uh, criminal, but nice criminals. Like, they're not the bad guys with Han and his little gang of, of racers. And they're working for this other yakuza organization i guess just on the side like a subsidiary things go bad with the subsidiary because han was stealing some money off the top even though he was supposedly a multimillionaire at that time he was stealing money and that got him got him killed supposedly and then sean who is going after the uh the second from the top dogs girl he defeats that guy and then the top dogs like i respect you my son's a shithead or maybe it's cousin i, I can't remember nephew either way sean comes out on top and he's he's got the girl and he's got to race dom because dom's come to, to pay his respects to his his best buddy han and then we cut i don't know how many years into the past at this point it's all so confusing when we get to fast four where it's brian's back on the force i guess he gave up the criminal life for some reason he's trying to be an fbi agent and he's trying to get into this this organization, uh, Braga's group, trying to take them down. And he was using Letty as his little assistant, trying to covertly sneak in there until she got herself killed, supposedly. A lot of supposedly's for killing, apparently, already. And uh, yeah, so that all fell apart, so he had to find a different way to get in, just infiltrating himself. And then Dom also showed up to infiltrate because he wanted to kill Braga. And they eventually don't kill Braga, they just lock him up in prison, but... Uh, Dom also has to go to jail along the way. And then at the end, we just repeat the first movie again. And Brian 
decides that, okay, we're going to get the gang back together. I'll get Mia. I'll get uh, Santos and Leo. They He gets the gang back together and they break Dom out. And then, yeah, we, we set it up for basically the same status quo that we left two off, except him and Dom are united this time. Thank you, Sarah, for that. So now we, we jump literally like right into right into five. Five just happens pretty much like episode seven and eight with uh, Star Wars movies. And we see the uh, the escape to get Dom out of the, the transport vehicle. And then they're on the run. They, they, they head down to Brazil, even though they were already free in Mexico. But I guess now they have to run again from the authorities. And Brian's now branded a traitor and they, they go on the run. Uh, Mia is revealed to be pregnant, so she's you know, a liability in a way. They, they can't run forever. They meet back up with Vince, but they also do a task. They, they do another job. They steal vehicles off a train. And for some reason, uh, they double cross this crew they're with because Dom doesn't like the way they looked at him. And they, they get out and then they are caught by this kingpin of uh, Rio de Janeiro. And they're forced to flee and turns out that you know, he's got all his money everywhere and the Dom and Brian are like, one last job. Let's do one last job. And they assemble the Avengers. They assemble all like the past crew, every, every, like all the mainstays in a way, all the supporting cast members from like the previous four films. And they, they basically set up a, a big heist. Uh, and then things go sideways with the introduction also of Agent Lucas Hobbs, I believe, uh, who's after them as well for what happened uh, in the events of four and ties are crossed and other people betray each other. And uh, in the end they get the money and they, they get out and they have a happy ending and they won't go back to doing any more jobs. And then six happens and there is a international terrorist who's causing a muck uh, anarchy in, in London. And Hobbs is like, we don't want to waste soldiers on these guys. So we'll use the suicide squad, which is Dom and his crew. And they're like, you guys know how heists work with vehicles. So we're going to bring you in as our experts. And they do that. They attack this Owen Shaw and uh, Han's girlfriend, Giselle is killed in, in, in the process and uh, he feels really down the dump, so he decides to, in the, in the end, after they take down Shaw, who turns out is alive in Seven, uh, he goes to Tokyo. So we finally, we're finally uh, in the midst of this. Oh, and I forgot to mention that the uh, in Five, uh, at the end of Five, Dom starts a relationship with Elena. And so that puts us to now with Letty having a deal back with the crew of Dom, and her having movie amnesia and trying to find herself again. And then uh, we have Deckard Shaw, who is Owen Shaw's uh, older brother who wants to exact revenge on Dominic Toretto for what he did to his brother. And he's basically going to tear down his world. In the meantime, uh, Nick Fury shows up and offers Dom and his crew to hire them once again as a suicide squad uh, to take out one Moses, I believe. Uh, who wants God's eye created by Ramses and uh, who, who wishes to use it to like locate, um, I don't know what, but just use it to, I guess, to, as a technological advantage over his enemies, whatever that may be. And Nick Fury wants Dom to get it. So he gets all his crew back and uh, they successfully retrieve it and Ramses after a slew of tours around the world. And they eventually 
unfortunately you have to it gets retrieved by both Deckard and Moses working together and then they're gonna do something with it I have no idea and uh, they eventually confront Moses in LA where they cause lots of destruction like they did in Rio and London previously and so instead they finally defeat both Deckard and Moses Moses dying by way of uh, Hobbes and then Deckard is put into maximum security prison by Hobbes and uh, oh and I forgot to mention that uh, in the midst of seven uh, Deckard Shaw kills and murders uh, Han in Tokyo Drift so this mm. is where this is where um, Dom comes to pay respects to go see Sean and uh, retrieves his necklace. And after that, uh, we go on to Fate of the Furious. Oh, and Letty also remembers everything, apparently. <laughs> Just <Yeah>. like that. <laughs> off screen, pretty much. Off screen. Absolutely off screen. So we have then we have Fate of the Furious. And this at this point it's it's a series regular. Oh, and Brian uh, also goes to live with Mia. Uh, permanently he's no longer a part of the team because he has two um two children now jack and um little mia as i call her and <laughs> so yeah he rides off in the sunset tears from both our eyes and fate of the furious happens and it turns out that loose end of uh in in six uh elena she left she left dom because you know letty's here so it's like ah, she's number one so you can't get rid of her and she's being used and held by one cipher, who another anarchist uh, and or terrorist who wants to uh, be a superpower herself and uh, gain access to military uh, nuclear devices. As to, I guess, yeah, assert dominance over the world. I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, she recruits Dom by using Helena or Lena as leverage, but turns out Elena was pregnant with Dom's child. And that's what causes Dom to be... Um, you know, sided with Cypher because, you know, obviously he doesn't want her to get killed. And so he goes, uh, basically he's against his own team. Uh, and Hobbes is furious at this. And so we have, we have the Dom's crew trying to like prevent Cypher from her, her plans from, you know, um, going forward and it doesn't work out. Uh, and when Dom fails to bring one of the nuclear launch codes to, uh, Cypher in the in the manner she wished to, uh, she murders or she has Elena murdered, uh, stuffed in the fridge, and with you through clever trickery and and foolery, Tom foolery does uh, Dom devise a plan to use the Mrs. Shaw, uh, the the mother of Deckard and Owen Shaw, uh, using her his two boy or using her two boys, and oh yeah, Shaw gets free by the way. He's tasked to join the Dom crew to look for Dom and. Ramsey also has control of uh, God's eye. And after that, he devises that both Shaw brothers uh, go in and, and get little uh, Dom back and out from Cypher's hand so that Dom can betray her finally. Uh, just as she's about to take over a nuclear submarine that the Dom's crew have to uh, prevent from going out to sea and being uh, untraceable. They stop her. She escapes. The little Dom is... is reunited with his father and stepmother and all is forgotten about Elena. And, uh, we go into Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. And Hobbs and Shaw, as you can see up to this point, the series just keeps escalating the villains motivations and things become more complicated and unclear. And that's somewhat corrected and somewhat continued in Hobbs and Shaw as we get Deckard Shaw and Lucas Hobbs. They're two sides of the same coin. They're both badasses who know how to get things done. And the way they get things done is not necessarily morally uh, 
the right way to go. And so, of course, naturally, they have to pair up as we get a company producing superhuman super soldiers who want to release a super virus into the world that'll make everyone super soldiers or kill people. All I know is that they want to change the world. And somehow, uh, Deckard Shaw's sister, Vanessa Kirby, I don't remember her character's name. <laughs> Maggie or not Maggie. Yeah, but something like May that. Or whatever, yeah. Some M name, Shaw. And yeah, she ends up getting the virus inside of her. And then there's a whole bunch of shenanigans trying to get the virus out. And in between, Shaw and Hobbs end up teaming up because of her. They're like, okay, I'm not going to let you take my, my sister and all this. And Lucas is like, I'm not going to leave her with you because I got to protect the, the world. And so they have a little buddy cop routine and eventually they become friends. And yeah, they stop this, this big plot. And yeah, I guess they destroy the virus destroy the super soldier company oh, i guess not yeah that one's already faded my from my mind <laughs> but either way they come out all, all right and yeah they they've stopped another global threat this is this whole series is becoming global threats every entry what is this uh i was gonna say the mcu but even the mcu doesn't have a global threat every movie but uh for you know one at one point they probably did that's true but yeah, a lot of bombast, and yeah, that takes us all the way to Fast 9. I forgot to mention that the uh, little Dom is now named Brian, for obvious oh, yes. reasons. And where the criminal record stands for Dom and his crew is beyond me. Yeah, good question. And maybe it'll be answered as we get into to Fast 9. Are you at the old uh, timestamp zero? I am. Yeah, they've all hit play on the word play. And we'll go three, two, one, play. Two hours, 22 minutes, 51 seconds, for my edition at least. And I'm seeing the old uh, late 80s and, and 90s Universal logo. I think they took this one out around 95. Except uh, this is not the music to that, though. Yeah, that's true. That's true. As some people pointed out. But it was still nice to see it. A fun little callback. I don't know why they did it, though. I was expecting some sort of anniversary thing at the bottom. One race, a new logo. That's a new logo. Yeah, is that a racist logo? One race? That sounds like some supremacist ideology. Maybe it's the super soldier. <laughs> the master race. Anyway. Yeah, it's whatever that company was in Hobbs and Shaw. The super race is the only race. To be fair, I just realized that the virus was meant to like liquefy or d destroy or internal organs. Mm. For reasons unknown. I guess just population control, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, just because they were like, oh, the human body needs, the humans need to evolve or else. Yeah, something vague and something not all that interesting. But here we are starting with a more grounded approach as we we do a flashback all the way to 1989. The uh, the main event in, in Dom's life that defined him. His dad's big race. No longer a noodle incident. This was uh, one of the staples of the first movie. Yeah. Yeah, and I was I was glad that we we're starting like this because I was like, oh wow, maybe this is going to be a little bit more grounded. But, you know, after this this sequence ended, I was like, wait a minute, wasn't this the one where they went into space? I started thinking about those trailers. I was like, oh no, this this is just another deception, just like nine, where they opened up on another street race to kind of be like, remember what this franchise used to be? That's kind of what this is as well. 
doing doing these commentaries, I'm always excited for Caleb's reaction to this because I try to like you know keep the cards close to my chest, whereas like I, I want to hear what he has to say about this film. Like, oh boy, especially with some of his like uh, nicknames we give each other or we we, we have in our uh, Zencaster program, uh, where oh. sometimes he just he's baffled by what he's seeing on screen. So I'm like, I'm, I'm always excited to hear what his his takes are with this. And I'm curious what you're going to think too, because I know there's some stuff in this that you usually can't stand. So I'm curious to see how you react to to some of it. There's a checklist by this point, you guys all should know of who I want to see return. um, And what I also want to see from the plots of these films. Yeah. And what'd you think about this starting up with this, this flashback to the, the origin to some degree? Well, first, First off, is this uh, on film? Because I can see some graininess, unless I'm, I'm, unless it's like you know digital, and then like you know has a real filter over it. I wondered about that too. I wasn't sure, and I also wonder if they are doing some sort of CGI augmentation on this young Dom actor, because something about his eyebrow uh, ridge in particular always just looks a, a tiny bit f- fudged with. I don't know if you if you noticed that at all or if that stood out to you. I didn't see anything. Like I, I know what you meant. I was like looking at him to see like if I mean maybe it could, it could be makeup, but I I was really trying to make sure like I don't I I don't see any rubber face. I'm not I'm not seeing any like this is not Vin Diesel de age. This is an actual actor uh, who mm-hmm. they hired to portray a young uh, Dominic Toretto uh, at the race of uh, his his dad uh, Jack Toretto. And we we're seeing the fatal, you know, mistake that happened. Uh, yeah. Not mistake, but we're seeing the the actual like event that took place. Some of that part was enhanced. I understand why, because yeah, good grief. Yeah, I think all this is quite well done for the most part. It's like the first ten minutes of Dark Transformers: Dark of the Moon, where we're like, oh, more of this, please. Yeah, yeah. And unfortunately, we, we do see more of it, especially when we get to see the, the perpetrator of this event. I didn't feel like they, they necessarily played that pivotal moment the best. But this first part and seeing Dom just go crazy for his dad's death, I think all this is, is well done. Again, well done. And it, well, it <laughs> thing is, as, as Caleb said, with what we're going to see in the film, um, oh, there's some Tom for they're, they're pulling the rug out from under us because they, 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 they lull you in saying like, character we're actually gonna like talk about character <laughs> yeah and they pull out the, pull the rug out from under you yeah and they continue it a bit as we see some time has definitely passed since the last one i would say at least three years maybe four uh, sure i have no idea how old uh little bry is here yeah but they're living on they're li- living life off the grid they're, uh, Dom's still got his old Toretto uh, work shirt. I don't know how long he's had that thing. Well, since 89 or previous to that. Yeah, and honestly, it looks like a like a new shirt that j- they just cut the uh, sleeves off of. It doesn't look <laughs> weathered at all. <laughs> don't, 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 don't ruin it. But they seem like they're having a nice life together out here. Yeah, they've, they've turned to what Brian and... Mia have done, which is just, you know, albeit Brian and Mia have, I guess, are still living in the city. Uh, unfortunately, here it's like th- there's reasons for them living off the grid. Yeah, as we see as a, a car approaches and they make 
poor little poor little Brian go hide in a hole. It's making me think of Rogue One. <laughs> I yeah, I didn't think of that. <laughs> and that's also a bit kind of a bad choice of having your I guess fire or your your weapons locker there like feel like you need a safe but then again when is this film or when is this film series like worried about safety yeah and maybe they're maybe they're gonna get a safe once the kid's old enough to reach because <laughs> he's still so small <laughs> you never know he could climb up like onto the shelf or on, yeah onto onto the table you're on the back on the top of that charger there yeah you never know you never know or use the fire extinguisher to like you know roll over there and then use it as a as a stepping stool yeah, but here we see almost immediately the crew arrive again. It's Tej, Roman, Ramsey, the three sides of one character. No, that's that's not cool. Still don't know her last name. Maybe there are three sides of one character in the last movie, but this time I feel like Ramsey feels more distinct, which is nice. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, and they're making uh, Rome and Tej are making a lot less, you know, kind of rude comments about her or trying to fight for her affections so so i was glad about that too or you know just fight over her it's yeah it's like yeah, i don't know about that but basically you can say as soon as like they they they're like somebody approaches like oh it's the and they open the doors oh the plot's here got it yeah oh so much for the character stuff here comes the the comic relief and the uh the brains that gal in the chair yeah and Tez used to be the guy in the chair, and they, they still give him a couple moments, but it's all her now. Yeah, he's he's still Mr. Tech, but she's, I guess, Ms. Tech in uh, a different way. And speaking of Ms. Tech, we see a little early sign of Cypher returning for this movie. And for some reason, I guess the flashback to 1989, she was inspired and she got a, a bowl cut. What is this, 1995? <laughs> it's like Justice League of America pilot all over with ice. <laughs> And I was even like, did this come back briefly or is she just doing like a crazy flashback? Because well, here's the thing, though. This is 2021, right? Oh, I think it was shot in 2020, whatever. Um, they th- this is, you know, the uh, two t- 22s now. And you know what that means? Uh, even though nostalgia works in 20 year cycles, this is uh, to me, it's 30 year cycles. So that means that even though 1989 is not the 90s, this means that the 90s are back. Mm hmm. Yeah, that's fair. I remember. I remember my sister. One of them was rocking the uh, the Y two K fashion for a few years. Yeah, you told me back that around twenty twenty one, and I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> and see, twenty year twenty year cycle. Yep. Yeah, and we see uh, this little kind of a tender scene with their their little kid here with Dom and Letty, and you can tell pretty quick that Letty's like, "Okay, something better's come up, an opportunity for adrenaline." boosting job i'll just give this kid my necklace and i'm i'm heading off goodbye stepson and it made me wonder i was like oh go ahead is it in character for her yeah i think so i mean i don't really know what her character is anymore with her whole memory loss and having to find herself off screen (laughs) so maybe I don't know. I I wondered if she had an element of like, this isn't fully my kid. And, you know, I have responsibility more to my friends, so I'll go help them out. Or if we're just supposed to believe that, yeah, she's like a kind of that thirsting for that life again, kind of like Brian was in seven, I guess. He was talking about how he's missing the gunfire. 
Yeah, I guess I guess that's almost her in a way. That's that's her arc. I don't know if it is. The, I, you could, maybe you could read it as the uh, the first choice you had with the former of this isn't her kid, so she doesn't feel attached. That, that sounds terrible, but like yeah. <laughs> she, so she doesn't feel at odds. But at the same time, haven't they kept saying over and over again? that you know they, they're always going to settle down and we finally see them settling down and they're now she's just like nope oh and hey look the her, his dad's charger it's still alive it won't <laughs> die <laughs> no oh i love this too how he notices the necklace on the the video of mr nobody he's like there's someone right behind him gonna grab mr nobody what's this weird blur oh no it's the necklace and at the minute I saw that, I was like, wait, was it Letty? Or is there some mysterious unknown Toretto that we haven't seen before? It just happens to have the same necklace. I was hoping it was going to be Letty. <laughs> uh, that would complicate things. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, it could be a cousin Toretto. Remember, we got that cousin Toretto in Cuba. Oh, yes, you're right. Yeah. And I didn't think it was going to be what it was, but I was like, this is it his dad? I was like, please don't let it be his dad, but. Well, we still haven't seen Mama Toretto at all. That's true, yeah. Deadbeat Mom. Also, how come uh, how come Mia never got one? That's a very good question, now that you mention it. That's, hmm. Like... Maybe this dad was a little sexist. <laughs> it's like, why, why, why could... Or at least her own version of, like, a, a Catholic cross. Oh, and here we go with the... Uh, we jump right into the... Shots. People take shots every time, yeah. you know, uh, Tej and Ramsey throw an insult at Rome. Uh, take a shot. Yeah, once the pair of bullies start picking on their, their prey, the hyenas see their little rabbit there to pick on. Oh, you got a big truck, Rome? You must be overcompensating for something. Ha ha ha. Probably talking about he's overcompensating for having a little brain. But they... Uh, sure. But they take some, they, they decide that this is the movie where they have to course correct for Rome. They're like, we, we've treated him so badly. This time we got to give him some, some pointers. So I guess we'll see how they handle that. That's Sierra. That's Sarah. I think that's a Sahara, right? Uh, let me take another look. Oh yeah. Yeah. The Jeep. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. It's just like your parents' car. Yeah, so this one's got that truck part in the back. So I can't remember what they call those ones. Yeah, it's got a bed in the back and also got a towing cable. Don't think your parents has have one of those. No, I'm pretty sure they do, actually. Oh, they do? Yeah, I think so. That's pretty cool. And I like this setting here. I was like, this kind of feels like Uncharted or uh, a Tomb Raider. Let's go a Tomb Raider, please. <laughs> and there is an element, an element of uh, the last... Like two of them kind of feel like video game movies a little bit or video game plots at least. And this one has some some video gamey elements to it as well. You know something? Yeah, uh, I wouldn't say they're successful at that because I don't remember the or I don't, I don't know what the scores for these, the aggregate scores are for these last three movies overall. But I think you're right in that these are the closest translation you can get to like a video game on screen without <laughs> it feeling weird. Yeah. Especially in the last film when we had all those uh, title cards in like blending in with the background. That's so like, we kind of saw that in uncharted the actual film. Hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, this is kind of an unfortunate scene. So they, they, they come to this, the fallen plane of Mr. Nobody. They find some more future tech, some, some sort of other weird technological MacGuffin, which they just keep doing. So a science fiction item uh, and still black box for some reason, unless that video was the black box. Yeah, they keep going to, it always has to be some sort of technological uh, item that they're always chasing around. But everyone takes off. They all manage to escape except for Rome. They just abandon him, really. To be fair, though, the first one did have them stealing DVD players. So technology has always been like high sophisticated technology has always been something a part of these movies from the beginning. That's fair. 2001 DVDs. Those are a big deal. (laughs) DVD players. Yeah, man, that was a hot ticket item back in the day. But we see that even though they left Rome to die, I guess (laughs) he can still stand on his own. He can take on this whole army. All by himself. He's using his his he's using his moves from Transformers. Yeah, and and when I first saw this scene, I was like, "Oh wow!" Like here they like, of course they're they're doing this just to give him one moment in the movie, as they always feel the need to do. They're like, "This is how we justify making him so dumb." He gets one moment, but I didn't realize that this moment was going to be a defining defining uh, event for Rome in this movie. As he notices all the bullet holes all over his, uh, that only managed to hit his bulletproof vest. Okay, so about that. Uh, the other four are completely naked when it comes to uh, damage or, you know, potential armor uh, from avoiding da- uh, from, from avoiding gunfire, right? Mm, mm-hmm. They literally, like, and, and also, Letty's not even wearing a helmet. <laughs> You're right. Of, of course he was the only one. It's because he made himself a target by wearing the Kevlar vest. And you know what? He, Tej was probably mocking him the whole time. Oh, of course you're wearing that. Maybe that's why he said the overcompensating line. Maybe that was it. I thought it was just because of the big truck. It could be both. And yeah. Of course, he's the only one that gets in any way, uh, catches some sh- some shots. Here come the helicopters. But this is a cool environment for a chase. I think this is an exciting, uh, mostly exciting opening. Is it reminding you of the Crystal Skull? Only a tiny bit. Um, I don't know if we needed this landmines thing. This starts to once again stretch reality. As they always feel the need to do these days, it can't just be a, a simple chase. Everything has to be heightened and escalated. Yeah, we have a chase in the jungle, which you think would be kind of cool almost hearkening back even though it was a force back to return of the jedi mm-hmm. uh we don't we, there's no like tomfoolery or they, they don't like they don't manage to like outmaneuver these guys into trees which you wish you'd see but yeah no instead we have a landmine and of course caleb of course this is like you know returning back to the franchise we have justin lynn and the director's chair again oh yes yeah yeah, and what makes this land, landmine scene even more silly is they make a clear point to reference. Oh no, you have to make you have to be able to drive over eighty miles an hour to get past the the blast radius of these landmines. And Rome is like, oh no, my car can only do seventy, but yet it never caused an issue. <laughs> so why they bother mentioning it? Especially the fact that the blast radius again. I mean, these people should be like dead overall. But there's no like sign of tinnitus that Letty's gonna get from like avoiding these blasts, the, like the blasts. Yeah, and of course the 
the explosions are just a little burst of, of fire. There's no shrapnel that could be coming through the windows or destroying the tires. No. Shrapnel, what's that? These cars barely look phased by, like, they have some mud on them, but that's pretty much it. Yeah, and that's, that's what this franchise has become. It's like we couldn't have had just a fun chase. It has to be a big Michael Bay, turn your brain off chase. Oh, I guess it's, see, he, his, uh, Rome's car even does manage to get damaged, but it's not because he was driving too slow. It was because he hit two cars. So, <laughs> which I guess kind of slowed him down. I mean, which out of these two set pieces of like eight set piece and then this set piece, which one do you like more? Which one with, which one in eight? Uh, it was the one right at the beginning where it's kind of like just a, oh, this is, this is for us. It's a Tuesday, um, where they go to, get back those like launch codes or whatever it was gods i don't remember but it's the one with the wrecking ball oh the wrecking ball wow it's already the individual action pieces are usually pretty forgettable for me so. yeah it was right at the beginning they like went into a german facility or berlin somewhere they had to, they they went and like to retrieve um something the MacGuffin, whatever the item that hobbs wanted them to grab and then the wrecking ball comes in by Tej, oh. and then like after that moment, that's when Dom betrays Hobbs. Yes, um, I think I would take this scene just because I like the setting. How, how about you? I also agree, also because it's light out, and again, I think yeah. Lynn shows us that he's a lot more confident th this time, and the CGI is pretty, you know, I'd say in there seamlessly. Yeah, I agree. Now. I guess I understand why Tej and, and Ramsey are just standing there. But in the context of this fantastical series, you would think that they would have done something to try to help instead of just standing and watching. Yeah. What the hell would they do? And again, Rome, like no tinnitus. And he also got flattened there. I guess it doesn't matter. <laughs> and look, Tej was very looks sad. He's just like, oh, well, awkward. <laughs> yeah, just like, oh, wow, that happened. <laughs> it's like, come on, man. That's like your bud. That's been your bud since... Oh, he's alive. Even him being alive, Tej Barry looks, he's just like, uh? <laughs> no hug. He's just, he really does just dislike Rome. I thought maybe it was just a put on, but I think he generally just, or genuinely dislikes him. Uh, it's sort of, it's, I feel like it's a real parasitic symbiotic relationship they have. Where like Tej needs Rome so he can like, you know, belittle him. <laughs> So you feel better about himself. Oh, yeah, totally. Whoa. Oh, and remember, Letty has uh, the MacGuffin on her in her motorcycle, so that means she's a target. Could not have just put it in, like, you know, Tej's vehicle or Rome's vehicle or even Dom's vehicle. No, it's going to be on a, an easily targeted vehicle that, you know, all you got to do is, like, ram into and, you know, that's it. Yeah, now that you point out that she's not wearing a helmet, this is so just ridiculously reckless. Oh, watch this. Oh, yeah, because if you land on a car, it's like landing on a, a blanket. Oh, no, no, no. This is, this is, this is, sorry for interview. This is the equivalent of hay bales in Assassin's Creed. <laughs> you could fall from a, from a satellite and you, as soon as you land in a, uh, in a bale of hay, you're safe. Yeah, it's, it is, it's become ridiculous, but the, as long as they land in a car, they're okay. Yep, nope, that's a safe fall. And there we go with our first uh, introduction of uh, of uh, what's his Jacob. name? Again? 
Jacob. Yeah. With a K, apparently. Yeah, it was weird, though, as I could see the car there and I could see the door open and the thing get picked up, but I just didn't see the person. It was weird. Huh. Interesting. Because you can't see him. It's John Cena. <laughs> I walked right into that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our old buddy John Cena. I feel like this was around. I don't know. I can't remember when he did Peacemaker. But uh, when uh, the, the so James Gunn's the Suicide Squad, I believe was twenty one. So Peacemaker would have been twenty two, beginning of twenty two, if I recall. Okay, so the same year. Yeah, and and maybe he'll maybe he'll do some good stuff with this role later on, um, in the franchise. But I was a little bit disappointed with John Cena in this one. Was it acting or was it the character? It could very well be character. I guess every time they introduce a new character in this franchise, except for Han. <laughs> Shush. And Rome. We'll get to it. Anything after the third one, every time they introduce a new character, it, they're just not anything in the first time. Even Giselle, remember, we were both like, oh, what Like, what are they doing with this Giselle character? Oh, she's just Han's girlfriend. I mean, I... In the fifth one, when they gave her a character. Given what her actor, you know has become she deserves more yeah, and she was at least good in that fifth one but four and, and six they just didn't do do any anything with her really six they killed her off just to like you know make han feel bad yeah just that he'll be driven to go to his own death <laughs> in tokyo. yeah go to tokyo that explains why he's so like low-key in tokyo three or sorry <laughs> tokyo three uh, tokyo drift Oh, and this is ridiculous when uh, Jacob... Say it. Say it. Come on, say it. Yeah, he jumps the the shark mountain and then magnets save him. Magnets are the big gimmick this time around. Syndrome's vehicle from... Or one of his, like, cruiser jets from The Incredibles shows up. Oh, I didn't even think about that. I could see some design similarities, yeah. That's... I don't know. It looked like... It didn't... It wasn't the Manta Ray uh, uh, fighter, but, like, it kind of looked like that. Or shuttle, but looked like that to me <laughs> by the way i want to say that when uh when when i watched this or i didn't watch this film but i think my a friend of mine watched the film or the trailer uh when they when tej's car was going over the bridge he's like i don't care what it could he's a grease monkey i don't care what like anybody has to say there's no way that the vehicle would like go over the bridge like it would not have traction for that yeah all right insert brian blessed's uh tarzan yell by the way, when when this moment happened, when Dom is like, okay, I'm going to target that little piece of the bridge so I can hit the rope, so it'll wrap around my tire so we can swing to the other side. That that was just such a escalation of stupidity. That I was just like, okay, any hope that I had for this to be more, you know, anything better than the last two, it's, it's just shot through the, the window at that moment. That's just so stupid i couldn't even believe it and that was in the trailers i think that was my personal theory is that that was a a jab at from vin diesel to um the rock being like all right your movie did this this is what my movie did beat that yeah and in in there were some good stuff to come later on but it took me a long time to try to accept the movie after that moment i was just like that is just such stupidity 
did that to that moment distract you or were, were you just kind of like your hands are up in the air at this point like i'll take whatever i can get i'm i'm at this point saying like what else do you have <laughs> like you do a tarzan rope swing what else like what else do you have like how many more sub set like set because at this point it's like like no no more like going from one vehicle to another is is nothing no like like it was in the first film like what else mm. do you guys have like i'm literally expecting them to like pull some back to the future rick and morty stuff where they're going between time they're time traveling and going in between the multiverse like chasing each other oh my god don't don't say that don't give me any ideas no i'm saying like we're we're, we're I'm, they're doing that for 11 oh no don't say it they're listening in i'm telling you like the old, i'll say that for later <laughs> Um, so we had Agent, uh, oh, what's his name? Oh, Shay Wingham. I can't remember the character's name. Yeah, Shay Wingham. Yeah, his, like, Agent Sizak Ciz- or whatever his name is. Oh, yeah, he's, yeah. Yeah, he's back again briefly. And, um, yeah, Ava Mendez not appearing in this film <laughs> again. And again, why the hell is he helping them? It's just they've never explained it. They just bring him back for a cameo. And he's got like this huge broken nose now. Is that did Brian break his nose when he punched him in the last one? Well, remember, he's done it three or two times to him. Yeah. So I guess his nose never properly was like put back in place like mine was. So, yeah, for some reason. But yet he's still he's like, oh, yeah, I'll always help you guys out. You guys are I'm part of the family for some reason. Extended family. (laughs) Extended. But here we get a little bit of a flashback again. And I guess speaking of uh, movies from from 2021 starring Michael Rooker and uh, John Cena. Yeah, here we have Buddy, I guess a friend of the the family. What was Michael Rooker in 2021? Oh, he was also in uh, the Suicide Squad. Was he really? Yeah, he just shows up in the, yeah, as a little cameo for James Gunn stuff. Who does he play? Uh, I don't, I can't remember his character's name. I'd never heard of the character. Okay, I mean maybe I might know, but yeah, could do. And he was fun. He was he was in a really good part of that movie. But oh, here we go. This is the the big scene. The guy who killed their dad. I guess he's there to pay his respects to the the broken vehicle that the dad died in because he's got a little drink with him. He took the the cover off of it i don't know if he was just there to be an asshole to like look for a fight or if he was really there to mourn it doesn't seem like it i i'd like to think that it is like he's trying to mourn in his own way but obviously the toretto brothers are not in the best of moods right now they're kind of you know not in the right mental or emotional state and where's me in all this that's my question What's worse is this guy's he's not even like apologetic or kind to them, at least like giving them some airs. Instead, he's just attacking them and insulting both of them. Oh, you're you must be Jacob, the useless one. Oh, you're Dom, the golden boy. Let me tell you, you're you know, everything about this life is shitty and your dad knew it. So just fuck off. This guy happens to be the one that Dom beat with a wrench if i recall a pipe wrench and uh sent to the hospital yeah so this is the moment this that we actually see the moment i thought we actually i I thought we'd never see this 
Yeah, and to some degree, I wish we hadn't. I wish we would have just had that first scene because I just feel like they didn't handle it well. They made that guy needlessly a big asshole. And even the the scene with Dom kind of losing it. I don't know. It just it didn't play as dramatic as I wish it would have. Not as dramatic as that first scene with the dad's death. I thought they did that a lot better. Yeah, and there was... We didn't need flashbacks in the first one over it, but I don't know. I mean, I guess it's good to actually like now. No, now we can never have a like prequel to the Fast and Furious because we kind of have one right now. Yeah, unless they did it out of continuity. Yeah, most likely. And to be fair, as we're once again retroactively inserting a whole bunch of stuff into this, I mean, this franchise. I mean, at this point, it's gotten crazy with the amount of stuff that they've had to go back and redo, reinsert. So it, it makes a lot of sense for them to, to finally go back to this origin because apparently they left out a huge side of it. And somehow Dom's brother also turned out to be a super spy car badass guy and also an international terrorist, maybe. <laughs> so it's... I mean, that's that's a, a stretch that I find difficult to accept. You know, at this point, it is a comic book. Like, I think this is kind of what happens with like comic book writers or comic book characters, excuse me, when you bring in new writers, which speaking of which, yeah, we don't have Chris Morgan on the on the film this time. Mm. Mm. That is largely due in part. Uh, he was working on Hobbs and Shaw, so he was unavailable at the time. Well, he picked the better project. <laughs> in my opinion okay those those earrings by the way i've never seen those before and i'm like huh never thought those could exist but i guess they do yeah they're cool i think that's badass i just wish she didn't have the bowl cut <laughs> do you prefer her treads over this yes 100 percent. well yeah i guess so i always thought the bowl cut was just one of the weirdest haircuts like i just don't understand the what the appeal of it And the thing is, I don't know if you could really style it anywhere, any way else, the way you have to get the, the cut. You know what I want to see from her? I want to see in the next film uh, a mullet. <laughs> I'll take it over a bowl cut. Just why not? I've never really seen many women with mullets unless I'm lying to myself, but that'd be cool. Or at least that'd be interesting. Yeah, and even though Cypher was a Cypher in that first film, I didn't really understand her motivation or what she was trying to accomplish. I still thought that she had more presence than some of the other villains that we've seen. Because this franchise overall has had some really weak villains, especially lately. And so I think it was a good choice to bring her back. I just don't think they really did much with it. It's I don't really know why they brought her back. Caleb, I just had this thought in the moment right here, so I'm I'm sorry. I just gotta say it right now. I know what sure. I want. I, I know what I want from Fast Eleven. Oh, go ahead. I want it's a mad, 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 mad world with Dom's team. <laughs> just yeah. Oh, there'd be a lot simpler. Just oh, we all lost our money at the casino. Remember when the the Santos and uh, Leo lost their money? Oh, we all did the same. That's why I've been working for the government. Let's all just race to. Uh, to some other city. I think it was Vegas. Maybe it wasn't Vegas. I can't remember where. <laughs> so Eva Mendez comes back and she 
she gives at, at part of the United States government and she like of some department, I have no idea which, and she gives like Dom's crew an offer. They're all like eating dinner somewhere. This is years <laughs> later. They're, they're all eating dinner, right? And she's like, all right, so you guys have, like, who is the Fast and the Furious? This is the title we're setting up for the movie. You, like, each of you has to, like, we'll, we'll do, like, an Amazing Race style, like, world tour or whatever you want to call it. And we're going to go all around the world and you have to pick up items or something like that, like it were the Amazing Race. And <laughs> get to the destination and then you'll be crowned the Fast and Furious. <laughs> And each item is like representative of each movie. So like one's a DVD player. The second is, uh, I don't know what third is something. Oh, and just to call out, uh, just to cut you off a little bit there. Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm done. I'm done. So we arrive at this hidden, hidden, uh, Mr. Nobody base. This is in kind of a sewer. It's the, it's, it's the first Avenger base that was in like, well, the first Avenger. <laughs> Oh yeah, I was also thinking of the Hydra base in uh, a Winter Soldier, where they find um, oh, what's his name again? Toby Jones. I can't remember any of that character's name. Oh no, that was in that was in Civil War, right? Or no? Oh yeah, okay, well, yeah, sorry, in Civil War with um, uh, uh, not for oh, Steve. Why am I forgetting uh, his name? Wow, now I'm having a problem. <laughs> now I'm now I'm also I'll remember it. Either way, and and when they first arrive in this Mister Nobody base, we get the first of one of the bigger pop culture references with Rome being like, if I see the, if I see Ninja Turtle, I'm out. So we'll get some more pop culture stuff later, but, but we also get this very pivotal scene here where Rome is calling back to his moment and he's like, Oh, you know, I'm having a a revelation. You know, we've been on so many crazy missions together. We've, we put our lives at risk all the time. And every time we walk away, like, like we don't even have a scratch on us. We're like, uh, invincible or something like we're superheroes and watching this scene i was in absolute shock i was like i can't believe that why on earth would you point this out how does this not break the series if you point this out (laughs) are you saying that they went genre savvy they they have the genre savvy card where they're like meta I'm just like, hey guys, isn't it weird that we're protagonists and we have plot armor and we're likable? We don't have character, but we are likable by, you know, people who see these movies. It's worse. He even says, you know, I just realized we're not normal. There must be something special about us while we always survive. He He's re- he's just looking right at the audience and breaking the fourth wall. Like, we acknowledge at this point this series has gotten ridiculous and it makes no sense that we're never hurt. Yeah, that's and then Tej and Ramsey just laugh when they put on this corny like comedy music, and it's like, oh, they're all having fun at this idiot's expense. But I'm sitting in the audience like, no, you're the idiots. <laughs> you're the idiots for writing this, writing it this way, and for basically shoving it right in the audience's face and like, isn't it ridiculous that we keep doing this? I was like, that just completely breaks the fourth wall, and that's that's just deadly for a movie. And I wish it was just isolated that one scene, but they just keep bringing it back over and over. Yeah, what is this intro to meta writing for your screenplays? Just for like making it easy for your simpleton audiences and members to understand. And I'm curious for you, because I know that you also 
don't really like that kind of stuff that winking at the audience like we know how dumb this is how how did you receive that that scene there seeing this for the first time uh well one um help or no arm arlem arnim zola arnim zola arnim zola that's what it was uh that's yeah in winter soldier yes the part where that the u.s army base and uh they go into uh the the secret the ssr base and then they go underground they find a uh, hydra there with zola in there uh two uh this scene with uh mia she returns mm. yeah and don't worry uh brian's the one to protect uh, uh jack and uh, little brian yeah i'm glad they finally called it out because i was like who's watching that damn kid of theirs they're out in yeah. the middle of nowhere sorry <laughs> jack little brian and little mia because we still don't have a name for that third, second child <laughs> who has never appeared on screen <laughs> I was happy to see her back. I was I was really hoping that they would bring her back and they found a way to make sense of it. That she would come rather than Brian. And oh, I don't even have subtitles on. And third, uh Caleb well, okay, third, Caleb, what is the what is the what is this MacGuffin? What's the device here that they have to protect? That's worse than a nuke. Um, isn't it just like a Y two K machine where it just like erases all the computer codes and and just kinda like restarts everything? So this one, instead of God's eye, it's Ramses or Ramses, sorry, Ares, Ares. the God of War. Oh, and it's like there it's split into two keys and then we need like an activation key, which the activation key gets convoluted and stupid when we get to it, too. But but just why why would they design it this way? Why would they even create this this weapon in the first place? I don't like who who approved this program to be produced oh and why hasn't it been uh why, why hasn't it been stolen before like in all like the fact that you know our heroes who are the saviors of the world and nobody else can protect the world how come like in the midst of them doing everything before Han, uh they haven't you know gone to how's like some villain not come and like stolen already yeah and here we introduce that yeah han his death has been attached, but he was he was uh, at least on the Mister Nobody's files attached to this thing. So apparently, he was working with Mister Nobody too, for some reason. Even though he was uh, he died before Mister Nobody was introduced, I think, right? Yes, because seven happens, and then Mister and then Nick Fury shows up to meet Dom uh, somewhere. Yeah, which by the way. The the more time goes on, the more the Mister Nobody name is just kind of like, hmm. I just don't really, I don't really think that really works all that well. Maybe that's a nitpick, but it is a nitpick, and I that's why I just call him Nick. Yeah, that's fair. Oh, but oh. This is where... oh go ahead. <laughs> well, no, you know what? Go ahead, because I, I still, I still haven't answered your question about Rome. You know. Oh yes, being yes. meta on the screen, but. It's Leo and Santos. Yeah, I thought this was a cute scene. I really liked seeing when he how he met them. I think that works quite well too. Even though they technically put into his head the fact of betrayal with Jacob. Yes. <laughs> Unintentionally so. They didn't know. But I do like the way they did the subtitles too. I think that's fun to make the subtitles stand out more instead of just Though what do you think of their reasoning behind being behind bars? I think that's kind of funny. 
I mean, it's making a joke of, of uh, you know, real issues, but I think it plays well enough. Again, I'm looking in the background. It looks so gr- like I, I see the grains in the background. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know, man. I feel like this is a real film, but I, I could be wrong. It could be completely like manipulated here. Appetite for Destruction. Good song. Um, I, th- I was I was so livid when I was listening to this. I'm like, this is like the perfect track for this part. Yeah, it's great. Especially, even though present day wise we don't get a uh, a street race. Oh man, we get a street race, all right. Like in nineteen either eighty nine or ninety. And I'm mixed on this. I think it's l- nice to see this this setting again, and we get to see these stand ins for Vince and and Mia and and Letty Jesse. Uh, Jesse. Jesse. Yeah, remember Jesse? He was he was like the he was the tech guy for in the first one with the uh he had, he had the whole thing where he's like he's got yeah. ADD and so he and he painted his nails black. He's in there. Oh, yeah, he's in there. I'll, I'll I'll point him out to you. Huh. He's right there. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, he's back there. Oh my goodness. They okay. So this is where the okay. So this is the scene first scene. Uh, this there's a missing scene. It was in the director's cut where we actually oh. see like dom interact with like letty he kisses her in like almost a similar way where he lifts her up by the hips and we see like little mia who oh i'm gonna i'm gonna say here these kids do not look 90s like these kids do not look like 90s kids which i even like little mia she don't look like like no that ain't no offense to like the actor but like when you look at like back in like kids from the 90s they had a different facial structure to like kids nowadays well, I think that more came down to hiring practices, but it was it's more just the the hair and just yeah, the way they carry themselves and the style. I will say I I think it's kind of silly that they tried to make the characters dress the same way they did in that first one cuz it was like, really isn't this like the mid 90s? They they just kept dressing the same way for the next like 7 years. Cuz the first one takes place in 2001. Yep. This he was only in jail for was it 4 years? That's the thing, right? And also, that would make... I, I think I looked this up, at least on tro- TV Troops again. I think they said that Dom was like 24 in the first one. I'm like, what does that make Dom here then? <laughs> yeah. There's no way he's 24 in the first one. Uh, and also, I love like L- Letty's actor. I don't know why. I think she's like... Uh, I, 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 would, I don't know if she's like a, a mini michelle rodriguez but i i don't know i like her at least what i got bits of her from like the director's cut and her outfit as well mirrors some of the outfits she wore in that first one that oh yeah that just feels like you know we we get who the character is supposed to be we get that that's supposed to be vince we don't need him wearing a very similar shirt that he would wear wearing that first film yep that just feels like they think we're stupid um but I, i think this chase is is good and i like the stakes that um if Dom wins, then his bro- brother has to leave for good. I think that's is is okay as you could make this kind of retcon, and that Dom just decide that he's not my family anymore, and I'm just going to forget him. And that he, even though Dom's a person who believes in second chance, chances, like you know, allowing Deckard Shaw to sit at the table uh, in the end of Fast Eight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, now that you're saying that. Maybe we have just have to accept that Dom grew as he got older and he became more forgiving. Also, Jacob like is completely 
Okay, I thought they like already put the lines down before. Anyway, um, yeah, but that. Oh, where was I going with this? I forgot. Uh, oh yeah, that Jacob actually listens to like he he uh, he's like scouts on her. Like he he go he he doesn't like reject anything. He's not like oh please don't let me stay. He's like nope. I'll just do, uh, he just does it. It's like what? Well, once we find out the revelation of what was really going on with his character, I think it makes more sense. Okay. That he was just like, you know, if this is what my brother is, if this is him wanting to get rid of me like this, then I don't want to be here to deal with that. I kind of wish that they didn't do this in the director's cut, but I, I really wish they had a moment of uh, inside the car with the NOS. That's a, that's, yeah. I, I, I kind of wish that I, I come along for that. That's something that I wish to see again. Yeah, I think Justin Lane doesn't care for that. Yeah, probably not. Um, but just for the Rome scene, I, I did want to add, um, during that that initial moment of him being in there and, you know, almost dying and then not, that was the first time where I was like, are they going to kill Rome in this movie? That's what I was thinking too. And then especially once he gave his speech about, we must be special, you know, how, how do we keep walking away not dying? I was like, okay, now I really feel like they're going to kill Rome in this. I'm just thinking the same thing. <laughs> but to finally answer your question before you give Michael Rooker here a lot of credit, uh, and I also to give him credit, um, for to, to address your question to me, um, you're like, you don't like that stuff when they bring that stuff up. Maybe it's because it's Rome, even though he's no character, like he doesn't have a character anymore. But I didn't, I, I, I I have no strong feelings over it one way. It did not peep me off. Like it did not make me like shake my fist in the air and like pull out my hair. I was mm. like, I okay. If they're going with that, that's like poor writing one oh one. but okay, sure. At this point, just point out the flaws in your franchise. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm not going to like yell and scream. Uh, I, yeah, I don't have really any strong opinions one way or the other. That's fair. That's fair. Um, so Michael Rooker, nice to see him. I think he does a good job here. Yeah, and this this franchise is one of their biggest strong suits at this point is just casting the right people for for roles. You want to get a, a character actor who can, you know, maybe show up in like two scenes, but scenes that need to be impactful. Yeah, pulling Michael Rooker, this guy just has charisma and pathos to spare. Oh, yeah. So for his little exposition scene here. Yeah, I think he he lends a lot of good weight to it. But of course, we see you know he's got the Coronas. He gets the Dom the Corona, but Dom doesn't drink it. <laughs> because remember, in 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 movie history one hundred and one, uh, if somebody gives uh, a drink or a, a food to somebody else, that means that subtly they have control over that person. Mm. And mm. so Dom does not drink the Corona. Therefore, he's not under Bud's uh, control. Yeah, and I'm curious if we're going to see more of him. I, I feel like we most likely aren't. But I wouldn't mind if they utilize this character again in, in 10. Well, guess what? So uh, he, add him to the list of like people we want to see come back. Yeah, yeah, there's there's a big list. Because it's a long list. And I have I have no problem with him coming back. I definitely i'm open to it but like there's so many other people who have to show up again it's like is it worth it <laughs> that's true 
But speaking of people coming back again, we see uh, the Tokyo location returning yet again. Who would have guessed back in 2006 that this, what felt like a almost a spin-off, Tokyo Drift, it felt like something that was detached from the regular series. Who would have guessed that all this time later, they would still be returning to that ending of that movie? Are we going to see Takashi and are we going to see his uncle, uh, Sonichiba? Yeah, those are the parts that don't matter. The part that mattered was Han. It is, but I also just want to see Sony Chiba again. <laughs> and I guess nominally, um, Sean and his minor crew, I guess they, they've they kind of returned to them. Hold it. Put a pin in that. <laughs> yeah. Right here, we're actually having a talk about, you know, with we're actually having a discussion between two girls, two women. Yeah. Are they talking about men? Does this pass the... Uh, how do you say it again? Oh, the Bechdel test. Thank you. Even though that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> yeah. I think it would pass, but mostly I just think it's a nice scene. I, I think it's finally slowing down and giving us a moment between characters that aren't Dom. <laughs> I mean, our... This franchise is so Dom-related. Or Dom. I guess, yeah. No, no, yeah. Letty is talking about all the chaos that has ensued these past few movies. Uh, I, I just got to say, again, I think I love Michelle Rodriguez's haircut. Maybe you disagree no, with me on it... that, but I love women with short hair. And she's looking real fine here. And same thing with Jordana Brewster, I think. Once again, these two are like, they've aged like fine wine. Yeah, and I think that they've they've grown really well into their roles, even though the character of Letty is been kind of jerked around i feel like michelle rodriguez has found a nice balance for this character at this point in her life and yeah i I quite she's one of the characters that i wish that they would do a lot more with i like her oh yes although we are going to see a big action set piece for which they always seem to want to do these days and she she lives up to them hey i was i was i was impressed with mia as well i'm kind of happy that she was like you know what i kind of need some excitement in my life again let me go see my brother so maybe point maybe help me with this it it wasn't a coincidence that they found that mexico thing right it it was the address maybe no it was the mexico flag maybe it was the maybe it was the address yeah because i was like how'd they just happen to be right there to see that all right uh i'm pinning it talk sure it's nice to see these guys back again they all, you know, I don't want to be mean to them. 2006 was a long time ago, but they all look very, very different. And yeah, there's that. <laughs> For supposedly the folks who were the youngest when they were introduced, which was not that long ago, they look like they've aged the most. Um, But I think that this scene with them is okay. They're played as kind of silly, somewhat comedy relief guys again. Like so many of these characters turn into, but I was still happy to see them for whatever reason. Now, how about you? I mean, I I was like, what happened to Tokyo? Like, do you guys still rule the streets over there? Or have you guys like, you know, no progressed? Like, have you actually like gone off and done stuff for yourself? No, they've regressed. Now they're just hanging out in the back of somewhere doing experiments for. <laughs> seemingly no reason that's that's the part that i don't get yeah who's funding this and why the hell are they doing it just for fun 
like, don't get me wrong. I'm actually happy to see that I would have never expected to see Sean in this. And I kind of, I'm glad. And me too. Same, with, same with Bow Wow. And then the third guy was one of the crew members. I don't know if you remember him, but he was yep. in the back. I do remember him now. Unnamed. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember his name here, but it's at least something. The only question is what happened to your girlfriend, Sean? Oh, she left him because he's hanging out in the middle of nowhere building cars that have no use. <laughs> I mean, at this point, he literally looks like Doc Brown in part one, where <laughs> he he's like, do not tell me that is not like, I'm not saying it is a DeLorean, but don't tell me that this is not a like uh, call out to, you know, the DeLorean. And you got to feel sad because at the end of three, it seemed like they were the cool guys who were on top. Now it seems like they're middle-aged guys who maybe are losers. <laughs> They're just they're just tech support by this point. Like they are they are the testers of of tech. At, 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 I guess I don't know. I mean, maybe. Here, okay, wait. Here's my. Are they trying to like test out flying cars? I don't know. They never they never explain it. It's just here for setup for later. But them doing this makes no has no relevance. It's just like. It's only here for the script purposes. Is it because Sean is his dad was with the Navy? Remember, that was pretty obvious about his dad because as this guy pointed yeah. out, that's all his dad wore, which is Navy. Uh, Yaney, uh, Navy shirts and hoodies. Whereas this, I guess Sean is now with the Air Force and he's doing tests for them and he brought his crew along with them. <laughs> that's yeah. a perfect that is that is perfect that is a perfect line yeah I, I did think that was a great way to cap that scene yeah no i think that they're just weirdos who hang out and this is what they do in their spare time and i'll say the three of them all looked like they're really happy to be there they look like they're enjoying the scene and they were probably even thinking i can't believe that movie we made back in 2006 is still they're still calling us for work for that movie so so th they seem like they're enjoying it and i I wish, honestly, they used them more. I think it'd be nice to have Lucas Black more integrated into the group. Fingers crossed for 10. Again, he's on the list. He's on the list of, like, uh, characters to return. But again, they have to... Just because we want them back, we also want them to, you know, have, you know, be written properly. Yeah, and speaking of this series, just having a really good eye for casting and making small characters stand out more than our lead characters here we have mama shaw returning again queenie i guess they call her yep oh and she's a steam a scene stealer and her her stuff with uh vin diesel i think they play off each other very well i guess that's just what happens when you get like you know experienced actors with each other they just they they, they chew the scene up in in the best way possible mm -hmm. and i hope if they do make another hobbs and shaw that they integrate her more into the plot and they can use her a lot more. I would love to see her with Mama Hobbs. Like, just <laughs> yeah. to see the two of them, like, work off each other or, like, see what their ideals are, I really want to see. No, that's a very good point. I think that would work very well. They can have a joke of, like, wow, are all your children like this? Yeah. They, they could also talk about their husbands. And I, I guess maybe he finds comfort with her. Like, I wonder if this is familiar for him, for, for uh, Dom. 
because again we don't know what mama uh dom was like or mama treta yeah. was like excuse me so was she similar to queen like maybe that's something yeah because he does he is very clearly charmed by her and yeah kind of feels like he like has a it feels like someone that he knows i get the sense of like she just has that maybe it's just that she reminds him of himself except now she's much more experienced and older because of course he was a thief for the longest time and what he wants to like hopefully maybe not i don't know if he wants to still be a thief by you know her age but still be you know pretty uh I don't know, she she ain't using technology let's put it that way other than like the car she ain't using no fancy like you know uh, advanced science fiction hardware she's just using you know normal everyday tactics yeah yeah the grounded stuff that we wish that we were still getting from this series we get with her handbrake Are you sure your transmission can like withstand that <laughs> another common joke of the series and, you know, maybe Vin Diesel, since this is basically his franchise at this point, I'm pretty sure he's the one, you know, producing them and yep. has a lot of creative control. Hey, the producer is still like Neil Mort- uh, Mortez from the first one. So, like, he's, hmm. he's 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 still on it. But, yeah, Vin Diesel's also the producer here. Maybe he's just, you know, he he knows that this is this actress in this role is, is winning. And so every, when he's on screen with her, he's just just enjoying how much it's working speaking of on screen you know what there's a lack of this movie even in like the director's cut but but oh believe me i noticed i was like oh wow it's you know the franchise is maturing progressive no more upskirt shots completely <laughs> progressive like other than like you know maybe lack of characters for both sides uh no buts and i'm not don't get me wrong i'm not against butt shots it's just this franchise took it t- to such extremes that it was like oh this this just feels embarrassing at this point so i'm glad they've played it bla- played it back sorry sir mix a lot you're not gonna find butts in this film yeah I, I see some shots of them now but they're all played down all these are they're not they're not lingering yeah there's no upskirts or any shorts that are so short that you can see the the butt cheeks and again i'm not saying those are a negative i'm just you know if you like women in, oh my goodness! If you like women in uh, white dresses, you're gonna and or like yeah, right white dress clothes, clothes you're gonna love this. There you go. If you wish that you could be a part of a wedding, but you're not, uh, just watch this scene. <laughs> well, I don't think they're all wearing white. <laughs> Man, I just realized another bit they they cut out. Oh. I'm now gonna I'm now gonna see if they uh if they keep it if they keep in what happened the the, the payoff later. Oh sure. I will uh, keep my cards close to the chest here uh, for that. Sure. Oh, they took out the dentist scene as well. What the hey? Oh, some good good scenes or? Uh, it was just it was no, it was in the same scene. It was just like added like a, another person, a, a literal like real life personality shows up. Hmm. I also wonder if he's going to show up. I guess that photo I sent you may not like just be for nothing, but I will definitely, I, there's no way he's in the He's got to be in the scene anyways. It's a pretty cool looking bar. It's a very cool looking bar. So Dom went from America to England again. We're back in England and yeah. that was fast. Yeah. The first scene with these two kind of interacting outside of a vehicle. So acting okay, dialogue bad. 
Uh, dialogue serviceable, acting okay. It's just like I, I struggle to get past the the stupid retconning. And it's not just that the retconning, like if they were just like, okay, Dom has a brother. I can accept that. It's just that Dom has a brother who is also tied up in the spy game coincidentally and is now a, like an international terrorist and it just that that is just so over the top and, and stupid it's like how, like do you do you find that concept difficult to to get around or do you again just kind of accept it with this at this point did they cut this as well oh Okay, well, there's a. I think it's here. Maybe I'm wrong with that, but there was a uh, there was a line uh, where Jacob said, like, you know, again, maybe this is in the theatrical cut, but he said that all the chaos you left behind. He even mentions Tran. He mentions Johnny Tran. I'm like, no way. Oh wow. Yeah, hmm. he mentions Tran. He mentions Braga and um, whatever it was. Uh, and I think Cypher maybe. Oh, wow. And he, he mentions basically like, you never thought about the power vacuum you left. And that's where I came in and I seized it all. It's like, oh, wow. Holy smokes. I mean, that doesn't say, mean anything because they're all Hydra at this point. <laughs> yeah, that would have that would have not helped, but it would have added if that makes sense. Okay. Because you can't help this concept. It's already ridiculous, but it would yeah. at least. Although it would make me wonder like, Okay, so how is he? How did he know? Was he spying on Dom all this time? I feel like yeah, he's probably if he's been a spy this whole time, like he had to have been tracking his brother because if his brother mm. was making local news, I feel like he has to watch. Okay, how's the scene look? I gotta. Yep. Okay, so I think it's the. Oh boy. Yeah, there's Cardi B. Okay, so she actually shows up uh, when she when um, uh, when Queenie lets him out of the car. And mm-hmm. in the mansion, there's Cardi or Lisa, I believe is her name here. Uh, yeah. She walks down the stairs and just interacts with him for a quick second. Oh, okay. And oh boy, oh boy, I could tell there would probably be a lot of people, you'll included, who probably would have hated to see her in this. Like a lot of people would have said, like this is worse than when. Um, Azalea showed up back in seven. I'm like, oh man, but I don't care. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm like neutral with Cardi B. I don't got no beef on her. Uh, I gotta be a little more, uh, I gotta listen to her music. I I will admit I have to be a little more selective with my music, but most of the stuff I get fed into, like most of the information that comes out about her is usually negative towards me. And I'm like, uh, there's always two sides, even though again, that's, that's very, it's people are complicated. I don't want to immediately say she's a negative person yeah i got nothing i mean she she was uh back around the 20 uh i guess 16 uh campaign she was doing a lot of political stuff that i liked i thought that was a nice spotlight for i've never been a fan of her music and as an actress here i thought that she felt uh, a little unprofessional it just she's um you know it felt like a cameo by someone who's a non-actor but that's that's is what it is. I mean, that's fine. They've they've kind of always done this in this franchise with oh, yeah. rappers. So there's always been like you know rappers a part of this series. So like, yeah. well, for Pit's sake, Tej 
for crying yeah. out loud. Like Buster, Buster Rhymes. Buster Rhymes. Don't forget uh, Bow Wow. Yeah, Don Omar and uh, the other guy. Yeah, those two. So this is nothing new at this point. Exactly. It just felt like a continuation of that. And even though I didn't think she was, you know, doing a very good job acting, it was it was just there for a cameo. And that's that's fine. And I guess is Iggy Azalea, is she a rapper? I don't know her music. Yeah, she. That's that's fair. She was like literally around that era of like 2015. She was she, she was the new hot stuff. Hmm. Yeah, and like I said, we get a nice little action piece here for for Letty, but also Mia. Even though ac- action isn't her strong suit, she still gets involved, and this new inter- new character is introduced. L. I think this is a good action sequence for what it is. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, I I, I don't I, I like you know some of the stuff that Letty does. I mean, yeah, she's using objects, but I'm like that makes sense. She's not as physically like strong as these guys are, so. Yeah, and I like the color variants in this 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 room. There's lots of different. Does it remind you of Atomic Blonde? Uh, not as vibrant. Um, it reminds me of the scene in Hobbs and Shaw, but also not as vibrant. Their apartment uh, fight scene as well. Oof. But it's nice to give a spotlight for them. I, I think that was a solid little action piece. Yeah, I didn't find it all like too many memorable moments but i definitely will yeah. give it a pass um probably about the same level as when joe Telsim fought um what was it uh, uh rome and han in seven and six. Oh, oh yeah yeah mm-hmm. speaking of han we get his his introduction reintroduction in in this interesting lighting choice i think it mostly works so go ahead oh i'm leaving this to you i don't know okay okay uh so where's l from by the way have you recognized that actor before no no i didn't recognize her i thought it was the mulan actress oh no yeah definitely not or actor excuse me um i also thought this was leo and santo uh again i was like oh they're back let's go that would have been nice i know it's their like it's their evil counterparts yeah Hopefully they'll come back for a bigger role in the in the last one. I mean, they technically were in this film, but not obviously. At least one of them. Yeah. Well, but or, I mean, yeah. they were both in it just in the past, but yeah, both characters. Still, it's nice. It's at least nice to know where those two originated from. But as for Han, at this point, I want Giselle to show up again. Yeah, no one's ever really gone if they can bring him back after all the all the build up. You know, how long has it been since he fucking died and they're undoing it at this point? Well, he died in either 2012 or 2015, if we go by the years. So he's been dead for eight years by this point. Yeah. And again, I mean, how long can you give a franchise a break when they keep doing this? It's just it becomes cartoonish at this point. Like... There's no, you can't trust anything that you know. Everything will just be subverted and and changed. And it's just, it's like, why be invested in something like this? I was thinking this to myself over dinner before we were doing this. I was like, I kind of hope 10 or 11 is like The Last Jedi. Like, that would be interesting if we had something like that occur. At least like the, 
the script and what all the themes that Johnson was proposing in that in that movie. Yeah, give it to Ryan, Ryan Johnson or Rian Johnson. I mean, he can't do. I was going to say he can't do much worse, but I don't know. It's hard to judge because I have less investment. I mean, I think maybe technically at this point, this franchise has gotten a lot worse than The, the Last Jedi. I would say this. What else is he going to break? Like, what rules of the universe is he going to break here? By undoing all the ridiculous retconning. Just kill off Tom's brother, kill Han, kill Letty. Who else could do, Who else have they brought back? <laughs> Start actually showing damage when they get hurt. It's an arm and limb or something like that. They get captured if they get into a car accident. They don't sustain any neck damage if there's a, if the vehicle tumbles. Yeah. Like by this point, they're all mutants or yeah. metahumans. <laughs> I kind of like that Ramsey's are so removed from the action that she's just completely off on her own. I think that adds a little bit of difference to them because Tej, even though he's always been the guy in the chair, he's usually around. Oh, but, but I like this too. Rome, because I was like, oh, it was just a fluke that they gave him that being competent early on. Now they're continuing his competence, even to the point of subverting Tej, who doesn't ever want to believe him. He's like, those guys got cauliflower ears. They probably fight for a living. Let's go check them out. And then just beats all of them. So maybe that was a mistake. but <laughs> Probably was. But again, they're like, they ignore the laws of, well, just laws. Okay, that moment scared me. I don't know why. That moment actually, because I did not see it coming. I was like, what? What the heck? And by the way, I I really didn't like, this is when I was just like, okay, I, I just don't like Tej at all anymore. So he has this this necklace that he was lying about, saying that he spent a whole bunch of money on, which by the way, does that mean he's broke now? But So he was Shush. bragging about it, and then it turns out that he was lying, and it was just like a, a fake. Yeah, it was metal. And then when Rome busts his balls, like, didn't you say that was expensive? Tez just gets, like, like actually annoyed. He's like, I don't want to have this conversation. Like, just just shut up. He's, like, uh, oh. he's, yeah, defensive. Yeah, it's like, so here's the real sign of a bully. A bully will bust your balls all day long. He was just doing it. Like, oh, this idiot attacked these guys because he didn't like his ears. But the minute you've got something you can knock them for, they, they shut up and they get angry. You know what it is? It's like it's a subversion of the regular bully trope where it's still bullying, but it's by the geek and the guy in the chair this time instead of, you know, Rome, who is much more the muscle guy, or mm. the, the big yeah. guy, even though both Tyrese and uh, Ludacris are about the same height and build. <laughs> oh, and by the way, they've turned Tej into the action guy. I mean, I don't know if you've seen him in his fight scenes, but it's like when did Tej become a badass fighter? I saw that ridiculous slap elbow. I've never seen that before. And that like, <laughs> that kind of took me out of it. I was like, that is not a real elbow. Trust me. I know. Oh, every time I see Tej fight, I think that I'm like, he one ludicrous just does not look like he's comfortable in the fight scenes and the way that they play it, it just seems so fake, but I guess they legit feel staged. Yeah. Like, yeah. Sure. Everything is always staged, but this is a different story. Yeah, it takes you out of it kind of stage where it's like that does not look like it works at all. I kind of felt that with Mia a bit, but I don't want to throw Jordana Brewster under the bus. And I can't throw Ludacris or um, Tyrese under the bus either. 
They'd be trying though. They like they definitely be trying. Yeah. Wait, would the gun actually fire with these magnets? Like, by, I'm just going with the movie's logic. Even if they shot the bullet, wouldn't the bullet either just like stay in the chamber, or as soon as it exited the chamber or the barrel, it would just like stick to the side of the wall, or the wall of magnets? I kind of wondered if it would just cause the gun to like, uh, as you shoot, it would like blow up. Yeah, because the tension would be blowing the bullet into the side of the gun, and then yeah, I wonder if it would just like yeah, almost like a backfire, completely fuck things up. Yeah. So, a little bit of interesting trivia I heard. I think this is true. Uh, by the way, this whole scene with um, Jacob, you know, using tethers and uh, grappling yeah. hooks to, like, you know, race across London. Oh, boy, this is literally like Assassin's Creed Syndicate. I was just about to say the video game sequence. <laughs> yep. It, you could call it video game sequence, but literally that is something, that is a mechanic from Assassin's Creed Syndicate where it's, it's Victorian London. Or it's like near turn of the century London, and you have a grappling hook, like a full steampunk esque yeah. like grappling hook. It's hilarious that you traverse cool. across the city with. Um, so funny, funny story about this. So apparently, Natalie Emmanuel, the the actor uh, of Ramsey, mm-hmm. does in fact not have a driver's license. Oh, that's funny. I'm assuming that they just, you know, had this on like a, a, a lift of some sort. They had this on like a trailer for her to oh, yeah. not drive or, you know, make it look like she's driving. I feel like she probably knows some stuff, but like, yeah, by the, go ahead. Sorry. By the way, those that that little action scene with Tej there, too, when he hits him with his his elbow and then did the flip. Oh, boy, that. Yeah, that, that just there's no physicality to him as a performer during the fight scenes, at least Rome. Brings a lot of physicality there. Yeah, when he did that Superman man punch from like off the wall, like that that seemed real. It seemed yeah. accomplishable. Yeah, with Tej, it, it really does just feel like he's moving on a rig. Yeah, but but again, no offense to Luda. It's the directors that put him in that position and probably didn't give enough give him enough training because they're just like, we can just fix it in post and CGI. So it's yeah, you, you can't blame him for that. But and cuts. Yeah, and especially how like how close the camera is. Yeah. It's not too cut up like previous fight scenes, but it's still kind of there. But I think giving um, Ramsey the spotlight of her being in this crew and never having to drive until this moment, and it being a big kind of screw up, and them focusing on like, oh, her strengths isn't that she's a great driver, even though they've turned everyone else's strengths into that, even though that wasn't how it used to be. I think that's a nice little spotlight to show her differences. Oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> Tej just bobbing and weaving just did not, did not look right. That, you know what he'd be good in? He'd be good in a uh, another God, Disco Godfather sequel. <laughs> yeah, I could see it. Because yeah. I kind of saw him throw some, like, weird kung fu moves. I'm not saying he was doing kung fu moves, but it just looked like he was, like, wanting to do some kung fu poses. And I'm like, okay, he actually kind of looks like he's doing a... Like a bit of like kung fu there. I'm like, let's go. Um, so here we have like a, how would I put this? A contrast or like almost a callback to Fast Five. Yes. Between Hobbs and Dom. Hmm, I could see it. Just be, just because before it was like Hobbs chasing after Dom, uh, who's trying to escape the city. Whereas now it's like uh, Dom's the one coming after Jacob. Yeah. And by the way, I mean, what are these walls made out of? Are they made out of like uh, balsa wood? 
because you know i've i've definitely fallen into walls and things and maybe falling isn't the same as someone just bumping into them and during a fight but like the, the they're just tearing those walls apart for some reason <laughs> sorry so I, saw, I just saw dom come out of the break out of the window and like uh, <laughs> jump flailing down <laughs> it's like they're they're captain america by this point yeah there's so much of a hoot yeah they're just jumping across cars like yeah that's, that's normal everyone does that this is literally like a mario level almost yeah i'm having a good time here oh it's video game town it's cartoon town again Whoa. these guys yeah i know these, they... <laughs> oh nope. they land in the car it's okay don't worry it's fine no injuries they're on the, yeah no they're on the roof again it's also like dying light where if you fall into like a pile of garbage you're fine <laughs> yeah it, it is fun I, I i can enjoy the the camp but it, it again does make me think like these movies are turned to garbage like this is they're just completely just out of reality at this point it's just silliness but if you, if you can leave your brain at the like i said check it in with the ticket teller Get your your ticket for oh I've got uh, ticket number sixty one for my brain. Maybe I could have walked to the theater feeling okay with this one. Hey, so is that a skyline that uh, Jacob's driving right now? Uh, I don't think so. No, I thought it was, but maybe I'm wrong. I was just looking at the back. I was like, looks like that was just so unrealistic on so many levels. Yes, <laughs> this is not how magnets work, but again. Who might I like care at this point? Yeah, I was like, are there theoretical magnets that are like this? Or is this just completely science fiction again? I mean, what Rome needs to do by this point, by the way, with his like awareness of genre savory with, you know, like, oh, I can't die. He's got to perform the scene from Commando where Arnold just like takes on all those soldiers and just with with unlimited ammo and an LMG and just like rinses them. Hey, I'll take it. I'll take it. This is in complete camp town, so yeah, we could just see that. By the way, when we see Cypher in her box here, I was once again like, where's her bucket? Like, do they just let her out to use the washroom? I thought the same thing because of you. I'm <laughs> like, yeah, how does that work? Like, is she in chains or something like that? Yeah, and, and why not just give her a toilet in there instead of having to yeah put her in chains and walk her to the washroom and then get her back? Like, usually the point of having someone in a cage is that you leave them in the cage. Because, <laughs> you know, how often do people have to use the washroom? Like, maybe like six, seven times per day? Maybe? I mean, that's a lot of times. Uh, for me, one, two, <laughs> three, four. This is when I used to work, uh, you know, you know when, I, when I used to work in certain shifts, like, yeah, about six or seven times a day. Yeah, I think that's the average, yeah. If I don't drink a lot of dehydrogen monoxide. Oh, God, but by the way, what did you think about this extensive... I mean, their whole interaction is revolving around their comparisons to Star Wars characters. And this is the scene that changes him. This this is the scene that inspires him to betray his partner and team up with her. And it's all done through Star Wars references. What do you think about that? Did, can you say that without Disney suing you? Oh, that's what she thought. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, they went with that joke of like 
the obvious, oh yeah, Yoda was a puppet, so somebody had him up the rear. It's like, all right, well, sure, if you want to look at it like that, I didn't, I didn't like that idea of like, all right, you're just like you're going with the whole derogatory side of that. Like, sure, mm-hmm. yes, pup, you put a hand up a puppet's like rear, okay, sure, whatever. Like, so that kind of bothered me, but I get why they were saying that. Yeah, me, I just found it kind of distracting. I was just like, mm, just give us a, a scene discussing. Don't give us this, like, surface. Oh, we don't want to write a real scene, so we'll just write references that could easily sum up what we're trying to say. And again, with the villain, quite forgettable. Like, he's a rich man. Like, he's his dad's rich, so he gets to, I don't know, like, take over the world. What? <laughs> okay. Oh, don't you know? The rich run everything. Rich, spoiled brats run the world. So I need to take out all the superpowers and I've got a daddy complex. My dad's mean to me. So I want him eating out of the palm of my hand and me giving him allowance. That's his motivation. I think, you know, I feel like he also has an inferiority complex because the moment like Ramsey, or Ramsey, sorry, Cypher mentioned the whole like hand up the rear, I feel like he had flashbacks to when his dad used to do that to him. (laughs) And so now he feels like there's a real like damaged mentality and psychology there sense of like, now he has to side with Ramsey. Be- Dang it. Cypher. I don't know why I get the two mixed up just because they're both <laughs> like gals in the chair, but like he has to yeah. side with Cypher because, because he, she mentioned his traumatic childhood events of his dad shoving his fist up his rear. Um, he now oh has God. to allow, now he has to align with Cypher. <laughs> so she does it. And it's a real weird, like psychosomatic event with it for him. Yeah. Psychosexual there we go. interactions. Yeah. There we go. See who says that, you know, the men can't be driven psychosexually as villains. That's a bad thing. Actually. I did like, I did like the res, the, uh, reunion with Han. And then we see Jacob in the corner, like furious to see that, you know, Dom has this family that he's got and Jacob doesn't have one. Um, but we get a big, another big exposition scene here. We've had many sit-down exposition scenes at this point in this movie. And uh, I don't know. What, what, how do you feel about uh, Han's return here? It's like a comic book. It's like any old comic book written later on. Plot holes that didn't make sense before if they weren't set up properly. Oh, it's because of this. It's just like, okay, we're in, we're in like mainstream American comic book territory of Marvel and DC, both back in the day and now. It's just like, oh, it's because of this. I'm like, I mean, if people want to complain to say like, oh, like, you know, you don't, you're not as harsh as the, uh, these movies, like did, was was Justin Lin not thinking of this all the way back when he made Tokyo? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, he he knew Mister Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <I> got... <laughs> Why is that funny? It is it is funny. <laughs> <laughs> like you get Justin Lin gets hired. I don't know how what he was doing back then in two thousand five or six when he was making. <laughs> Just like. just just picture yourself in like 2020 or 2021 making a film where you're gonna bring this han character back (laughs) yeah the most convoluted way that we can imagine Uh, um okay i will say this um i 
I, I look and I'm looking now. There is absolutely no sign of deep fakes nor like CGI on Han's face. Like that is makeup. I can see the tiniest little smidge and we'll see it more in a later scene. Okay. But they're doing it very convincingly. Okay. It's not it's not Brian from Seven, okay? Like I I guarantee you it is not Brian from Seven. If if anything, I could see his face being I can see the wrinkles, but I think that's also just the makeup. Maybe bleeding. Yeah, and I'll say, um, Mr. Nobody, having supposedly worked with Giselle in the past, which there's no evidence of that whatsoever. That is just complete, unnaturally inserted. He's like, oh, you know, I saw your work with Giselle. You guys are doing great. She was one of my best agents. So now I'm going to work with you and we're going to retroactively insert all this stuff that doesn't fit. That stuff I just feel is so clumsy. So Giselle was working with Braga, but she was also working with Nick Fury because... And then Braga was working with Moses and Cypher and... <laughs> and she gave all of them up because she wanted to sleep with Dom. Uh, <laughs> listen, I'm okay with like certain relationship dodecahedrons, but this is ridiculous. Like, Yeah, and... It does make you look at the the first like twelve movies of the MCU, and it's like, wow, this that's what careful planning and careful consideration does, where you don't have to get so lost with retroactively inserting things and convoluting things. Like that's that's what consideration can do for a franchise. And this is the this is the example of what not to do. When writing a long-running series. <laughs> I mean, by this point, Oda's got a better, like, ending than... For writing One Piece than these guys do for Fast and the <laughs> And even, I think even, like... I think even Berserk's gonna end better than this. And fucking the writers passed away. <laughs> Fuck. Sorry. Yeah, and I, I mentioned... Sorry, I probably triggered a bunch of people with that. I apologize. I mentioned... I was sad when he died, too. <laughs> Yeah, I mentioned during these the commentaries in the past that I would see the trailers for the movie, these movies and I'd be like, I can't even begin to imagine what these are at this point. Like They seem like they've gotten so far away. They're even more than I could have imagined. They're so convoluted and just crazy. Okay, so here's where... I don't know, is, is Justin Lin peeved off because, you know, Deckard Shaw killed his character, so he's now coming back? I think they just liked Han. They they always regretted killing him. Is the sense I get. Like, I, I guess so. But I mean, yeah. Like, it's Han. This is a CGI moment, by the way. Just when they shade him like that. Okay. No, I could sort of see it. I could sort of see it. Yeah, made it stand out more. But yeah, it, you know, it was an, it was understandable why they killed Han in that that first place. But <laughs> you can tell that they regretted it. And it caused so much. I just think it's completely insane how long this franchise was a prequel to that third one, just sitting in the between space. The lengths, the <laughs> absolute lengths. It's no different than when Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. brought Coulson back after his death in Avengers Assemble. Oh. It's like, I still don't know how they brought him back. <laughs> oh, but here comes the, the turn. You know, we had our buddy sitting in the prison. But now it's all worked out. It's not the Joker. It's not with like, you know, all of the villain 
wants you to be here exactly where sorry, the villain is exactly where he wants to be. That's that's not it. They just found him, which I'm like, wait, so either they found him easily or he's got a tracking chip in his cross. And I think it was nice that he apologized to Mia. I wish that he would have had a lot more scenes with Mia. I don't know if some of that was in the director's cut. No, no, absolutely not. There was like, she was just. Nope. Oh, and L's the key. I forgot to mention L's the, uh, is the key to this, uh, this Y2K device. Oh yeah. Speaking of convoluted. Yeah. We have the, the two sides of the key and then we have, or we have two sides of the weapon. And then the key is the DNA of the parents, which they were killed. And now it's the DNA of the daughter which is with Han because Mr. Nobody paired them up right before he saved Han from his death that we all saw, death that they planned or knew that Shaw was going to be there to kill Han, even though originally Shaw didn't kill Han. He just died during a car accident. I mean, look at this. Look at this mess. They created. <laughs> Han, agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., <laughs> Just like, oh man. <laughs> or Han, Agent of Spiral, if I'm going with the Grayson comic line. Spiral, that sounds cool. It's, uh, what is it? I think it was either between, I think it was like in the waning years of 52, or New 52, excuse me. Oh, okay. Mm. <laughs> New Urban 52. I never thought of that. <laughs> so did Mia know about this? Did she know about, I, she's just, she's just, like I was about to say where I can't say, but like she, yeah, she's just like ignored. Like what, what is her opinion of her dad dying? Like, I wish, I wish we got, that. I know. What does she think of all this? That her brothers are fighting. Fuck. Yeah. She, she's only like half of a character. Mia. <sighs> she's got her romance with, with Brian. She's kind of defined by that. And then she's defined by her uh, siblingness with these two, but. Yeah, we don't really get to see the real person beneath. By association, don't just do that, man. Like, come on. Yeah. If she's introduced in, like, one movie as nothing, that's what sequels can also be used for, where you don't put focus on, you know, Diesel's character. Because we know Dom. We, we all know what Dom's about, right? Not about family. Uh, about family, but he never says it's about family. That's what, like, <laughs> pop media has said. But anyway, um, this is where I you get... I wonder if it was trailers. It probably, I bet you anything, it was probably a trailer where they like stitched the line together. Yeah, probably. But yeah, no, and that's, they've always left Mia underdeveloped, and I don't understand why. I think Jordana Brewster could bring, I, th I think she's done some solid work here as an actress. I think she could bring a lot to that role. They just don't want to give it to her. And I'm glad that even though Brian was gone, that they made the wise choice to bring her back. But I don't feel like they did as much with it as they could have. I agree. Now they're, they're that's well, that's with everybody. Like everybody's yeah. character. Like I think all these actors could act. It's just they are not. It goes back down to the writing. The writing is just not good for these characters. I'm like, oh, yeah. Anyways, coulda, shoulda, woulda, didn't we? We didn't get it. But I, I swear, the I I honestly think that Romantej for you would be much better written if like. Just somebody wrote it properly. Yeah, that's what's so frustrating looking at something like Five. We talked about during that movie that, okay, they they found a new direction for the series. They've redefined some things, but they redefined it in a way that they could give everyone still chances to 
show why their characters are part of this crew besides just bland family. But ever since we've turned into these stupid international terrorist plots, which they keep going back to for some reason, it's like there's too much convoluted plot going on for there really to be character moments. And everyone's just boiled down to their stereotype roles. Tej and Rome, they bicker a lot. They One's the dumb one, one's the mean one. <laughs> uh, Ramsey, she's the, the girl in the chair. She's kind of a nerd. Is there much more to her? What does she do outside of being a, a spy? What do any of them do outside of being spies now, except for Dom and, and Mia and Letty? This moment also feels like a video game moment. Oh, yes. It looks like it, too. Some of the CGI with Dom fighting. I was like, why'd they even do CGI with him? And all of a sudden, Dom, Dom whips out his in, from his inventory the, the mushroom. The, the magic mushroom <laughs> from Mario. That's the star. That's the star. That's You can't you can't say that. That's star. Um, and that's... then he, It's like star stuff. <laughs> yeah, he brings out the star. Uh, it's, it's invincible, like, during this moment here, where he's like Samson, Samson yeah. without the hair. <laughs> He's tearing down the altars. Now he's going into the water. Maybe we're going to get a rebirth Rebirth when he comes out. Rebirth. Damn. <laughs> I, I slur my lines. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> let's see if this part also has been cut. Okay, good. No, so, uh, we'll, we'll see how much of it is. But like, because there was a moment here where I almost like cried. Yeah, no, this is actually a really good little piece in the middle of this movie. So, I think the kid portraying Dom is Vin Diesel's actual son. Oh, okay. I yeah. think. I, I don't remember, but still. Yeah, and it's it was actually making me think a little bit, and this is kind of a weird reference, it was making me think of uh, Godzilla the Planet Eater, where so much of that... that... <laughs> yes, yes, with Hiro. And uh, the flashbacks with his dad or his, his parents. Yeah, and it's it's kind of like at this pivotal moment, we need that character to make a choice. And so they go internal and they start seeing all this stuff and reliving things. Now we get that with Dom. And and I, I, I think a lot of this stuff does work, but it also slows the movie down. But maybe the movie should be slowing down. I don't know. I'm conflicted about it a little bit. This right here, I thought that was Brian. I actually legit thought that was Brian for a second. I was like, oh my goodness, let's go. But no, it's just Jack. Yeah, and it's interesting. Now he's kind of looking back at all of his memories and seeing the stuff that he missed because he was he had too fantastical a vision of his dad to see the flaws shining through, to notice the signs. It turns out that... Uh, under instructions, uh, or Jacob was under instructions to cause Jack to pull uh, to um, pull the race. It was he was yeah. he, basically because the Toretto's were they were they, they were struggling with money, and so Jack agreed that we, that was the phone call. He was agreeing to like basically pull the the race and and lose the race, as we're gonna see here. And Jacob was, you know, instructed to make it look like, uh, or, you know, m mess with the car so that it like broke down. Yeah. And that's what, and he, Jack told Jacob to never tell Dom because, or else that would, you know, ruin Dom's opinion of his dad. 
Yeah, because he didn't want to. He didn't want to just make it obvious that he was throwing the race because you know Dom might be like, "Oh, you know, you almost had it. Why'd you slow down?" Yeah, so he built in this flaw that would kick in as as the engine heats up more. Yeah, because it's all about image, you know. He, he, you know, Dom. I remember talking about in that fifth one. I was like, "Oh, Dom's got such like a glowing, glowing kind of vision of his dad here," and yeah. Now we see that maybe that vision was just kind of something that the dad was painting. But he had his own, his own flaws underneath. Yeah, that's with a lot of people with their dads. Hey, yeah. maybe Justin Lin set that up all the way back in five. There you go. Could be. Yeah, he was. Maybe he went back and rewatched that. And I was like, what can I work through here? Or the same with Vin Diesel, because he's also a producer in this. I like the image of him standing between the race and then looking back as his brother goes away like he asked him to and then <laughs> well, while he's underwater yeah while he's underwater <laughs> that's that's the part that makes it dumb because how long was he under there <laughs> it doesn't even look like he's like underwater it just looks like he's standing and we just have like a loop backdrop it was yeah. so weird and he doesn't need he doesn't need air to breathe he can just exist under there for a while and think somehow um Idris Elba's character from the last character or yeah from the from Bob's and Straw Brixton is based off like you said is based <laughs> off of off of Bob's or from Bob's based off of Dom and i swear Dom is still stronger <laughs> Dom is like super like he he crushed that like parking lot uh when the, with the fisher when like uh Moses like destroyed part of it with the missiles and like sent Shaw like down into it. Like he's We saw him grab onto those chains and just basically just tore down like a whole like bridge structure made out of cement. Dude, he's like he <laughs> they're doing a better job. <laughs> you can attack you can you can uh you could you could tell me I'm wrong, but like tell for change my opinion. They're doing a better job of like uh, Smallville than, than Smallville ever did with with Superman. <laughs> Hey, Smallville was 10 seasons long. This is still much more convoluted than that 10 series run of Smallville. <laughs> Are you sure about that? I think Captain Logan has uh, will attest that. Oh, no, I, I definitely think this is more convoluted. That series is convoluted, but this it, this is some of the most out there writing I've seen. I mean, as of now, like everybody's, I guess, still in character as much as we hate that. Like lack of character, I guess. Exactly. But again, they're they're trying to redeem Rome. They they highlighted him as okay. He's the one that we've fucked over the most. He's the one that we've turned into. I think I called him Jar Jar Binks in one of them. The character that's always stupid and constantly calls attention to himself by being stupid. And even worse though because he was so arrogant all the time being like oh no no like i'm the smartest one here oh no don't don't put anything on me i'm too stupid and cowardly so they they recognize that they need to fix that and they did that so that's that's something huh i would more expected her to be like them having to prick her fingers to get like blood out of that but i guess it was just handprint like fingerprints and that's it yeah, where's the DNA component? Yeah, that's just... Okay. Just be near it and it activates. What? <laughs> I feel like they could have a better... They could do a better job of just, like, genet like recreating the parent's DNA than, like, having to get L here. 
Yeah, if all they needed was that, I'm sure they could get some like blood from a blood bank or something. Wasn't that? Uh, oh, maybe that was in maybe that was in uh, No Time to Die. I was thinking of because I watched that around the same time we did that one with the virus, Hobbs and Shaw. No Time to Die. They they were stealing blood from the blood bank to to use their uh, their super virus. If you remember that. Yeah, I remember the super virus. I'm just like. Uh, part of the blood bank was it again it wasn't a big plot point it was just like i guess a yeah in line right yeah they didn't want to focus too much on it so yeah it was like two lines <laughs> ladies and gentlemen oh, here we go they've done it or they're gonna do it they're finally doing what everybody joked that they would not have done and I, my only regret is i wish that they would have called back to seven when they performed that halo drop or maybe not halo drop but you know uh, the drop of the plane, where instead of going down, yes, they're going up. And this is where I also went, wait, wasn't Sean's dad with the Navy and not the Air Force? Because that's the only conceit I had that he's working with the Air Force, or at least some company with like ties to planes. Yeah, because since when is he, like, how did they get this plane? How is he flying this plane with his other guy there? I was like, like what the fuck is even going on? anymore we just have to throw our hands in the air and just accept anything they give us you know what make well you know what's the most re- actually it's, i'm gonna hold my breath when i say that but it's like you know what's the most realistic like thing in that scene the nos can is stir <laughs> by the way um we'll be doing uh uh dr strange love in a little while and it never occurred to me until hearing lucas black talk during this scene how similar he sounds to slim pickens I guess they must be from a similar place because their accent is very, very similar. That's a good point. I didn't think about that. Yeah, so when we see, uh, when we when we do Doctor Strange Love, we'll have to yeah, see if you hear it too. But again, I, I enjoy that they're using him more. Okay, he's here. Oh, he's there. there he is. Okay, so they kept him in there. Okay, sorry. Oh, okay. That guy. Yeah. Yep. Was he a UFC fighter? Okay. Uh, do you have anything to say about the scene so far? No, I'm good. Go ahead. Okay, so that is one Francis Nangano, and up until last year, he was the current UFC uh, light or but no heavyweight champion, as in like heavyweight class, not like you know like WWE. That was the legit class he was in, heavyweight. Um, and he was a cool dude because he wanted to like he left the UFC because of a contract dispute. Um, and they could not reach an agreement. He wanted to have fighters, uh, he fought for the fighters' rights, wanting to bring a middleman in during contract signings, and he wanted health care for the fighters, oh. which is something the UFC does not have. So he went on the top, and do you remember that picture I sent you on, over Discord? Which yeah. will be completely like, yeah. what, are, <laughs> what is, like, yeah, everybody listening to this, like, what picture? That is one Alistair Overeem, a Dutch UFC fighter. And did you see that cut on his lip? Yeah. That's not a cut. That is his lip ripped in half, or at least ripped apart. Oh, God. That is the result of uh, his fight with Francis Nangano. That is what a real person did in real life, where that is an uppercut from Francis Nangano. Yikes, that's that's grim. Uh, Dana White, the UFC uh, president, did a cock measuring contest, or at least, you know, 
wanted to show off the astonishing strength of Francis Ngannou. He has, as of now, as of like, I guess, present day, he has the world's like strongest punch. Like Ivan, Ivan Drago wishes he had the power that he had. <laughs> Meaning that he could stop like, uh, what was it? Like a certain rampaging heavy land mammal, I believe. I don't remember what it was, but ladies and gentlemen, they did it. Fast and Furious has gone to space. Yeah, what's your timestamp, by the way? My timestamp is 01460456. What was the last one? 46? 46. Oh, okay, I think I'm a little bit behind you. Really? I, I, I hit play on the dot. I, I'm on the direct. Yeah. I'm on. Mine, mine froze. <laughs> okay, I'm on the. I'm on the. Uh, I slip of the tongue. I literally am on the. Uh, the theater, theatrical cut. Yeah, it was my my internet froze. Okay, okay. <sighs> Caleb, take it away. We're in space. Go. Well, we're back on the ground, but still. Yeah, is Dom pinned in by two cars right now, and then the magnet blew him away? Uh, not yet. Not yet. Oh, okay. I'll pause. I'm at. I'm still at forty six. Okay. Yeah. Let me know when he blows those two cars away. You know what? I don't think there's an F word in this film. No, I don't think so. Before, like, the previous films had, you know, you're always allowed to have, like, one F-word, but there's no F-word in this. Huh. This is tame. And he is about to get two... Yeah, he's about to be in between two uh, Jeeps. He isn't sure. blown away yet, though, right? Like, when do you want me to... Yeah, once they're blown away. Okay, hang on. Just a second. Vamoose! They're blown away. There we go. There we go. And now there's that beautiful destruction happening. Yeah, so in space, you say. Yeah. Um, uh, it, it, at this point, my hands are, I've thrown my hands up in the air and I'm slumped in my seat. Like, just give me whatever you want to give me. I'll I'll take anything. So this action scene is reminiscent of five and yep. five, seven and eight in that five because of all the destruction happening, eight because of also all the destruction happening, but them also trying to stop a convoy, in this case, an armored vehicle. Eight, also because they use magnets to like improperly, you know, bring out anything metallic and, you know, use it as, you know, I guess environmental damage to, you know, the other vehicles and also, you know, scaring the lives of civilians. Um, it's a gimmick, I guess. Also very video gamey, as you would say. And seven, just because they're, again, trying to prevent an, uh, this time they're trying to prevent an upload from happening. Whereas, you know, Ramsey's in that film was trying to upload uh, a virus or whatever, hacking into God's eye to take control of it again. Yeah. What's interesting is I remember saying during four and and five, I was like, okay, both these movies feel like they're redefining this franchise and finding something that would work and going forward. That's what they're going to emulate. But really it was six. I think six is the one that's had the most impact on seven, eight and this film. All these feel quite similar to me. And I think it was a mistake going in that direction. But this, if this is what we got, you know, at this point, I'll try my best to take what we <laughs> take what I can out of them. Okay, I don't know what what vehicle were they driving. Uh, it looked like a Bugatti, but I have to get another look. Okay, at it. I thought it was a Skyline, or it also looked like a Beamer to me. Oh. But either way, uh, I saw that uh, Han's side door was open as he left it and then the next shot it was completely off 
or it was that the door was closed actually it doesn't look like a bugatti but yeah i gotta see a little bit more of it yep but i was like what the hey continuity was there but basically it's this point where i'm like all right han does not stand a chance against this like like absolute like force of a man like one of the strongest men alive <laughs> or at least strongest punchers alive i don't know about like strength wise but it was nice to see nagano again yeah and it's it's an okay fight there's it's not a big highlight but it's okay and for me it like means something just because you know this is a respectable like <laughs> a respectable guy in the uh uh to me at least in in the, the world of fighting but uh oh and he's from cameroon so if you're like what kind of you know accent is that that's a cameroonian french accent yeah, and they've been bringing a lot of UFC fighters. That's another tradition with this franchise at this point, ever since six. Or was there one? Was there any before six? Uh, I don't remember who was in six. Oh, that was Gina Carano. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, yes, you're right. Yeah, six was Gina Carano. Five. No, that was it. Yeah, no, six was Gina Carano. Seven was Rousey. Eight. Don't know nine or nine Nuganu and uh, well, I guess Hobbs and Shaw. Don't know. Yeah, don't know there either. I mean, they brought in a w, two WWE fighters, but that doesn't count. <laughs> um, and I guess can, WWE continues with yeah John Cena here. Again, the guy can act. The guy can actually act, but obviously in this, it's not the best writing so you know he's giving yeah. what he has if you want to see him act go see the suicide squad 2021 or peacemaker either one i was gonna say what about yeah what about, what about peacemaker i never i only asked you about robert patrick but what about like cena himself oh he's great but um i feel like he has more dramatic moments in uh, the suicide squad because there's more heightened things that he has to show his range of emotion in rather than peacemaker Oh, but here's the turn, the betrayal, the chance for him to be part of the family going forward. As uh, this this forgettable baddie is teamed up with another somewhat forgettable baddie as he's betrayed him for Cypher. Well, again, like I mentioned before, which makes more sense, I guess, than the writing of this, the turn happens because the, superior, the inferior, inferiority complex from within... Uh, Otto is reawakened after his dad, you know, used to beat him up and, you know, shove his hand up Otto's rear. So oh, no. <laughs> that's that's why he turned. Hey, that's at least more interesting and makes it memorable than like some of the past villains we've had. And I'm not, and I'm not saying uh, Verone wasn't. I'm just saying like in this case, he was like as memorable from my writing standpoint. But anyway, that's just petty. <laughs> And he he's much more willing to have, uh, yeah, Cipher with the hand up his rear rather than, uh, yeah, Toretto here with his huge arms. Her hands are much smaller. Oh yeah, no, I guess his dad had small hands. And maybe he's into bowl cuts too. Maybe he was like, I grew up in the '90s. I think that's hot. Yeah, no, because he himself also had a bowl cut, <laughs> as everyone did. Yeah. 
So for some reason, he sees Cypher as himself putting his own hand up his rear. It's very... Oh, this, yeah, this is getting interesting, this story. It's not Oedipus, nor... Uh, oh, what's the female version of that? Oh, I'm not sure. <laughs> Forget my Greek. Uh, it's... <laughs> no, I don't remember, but anyway. Oh, no, give him a, a, a safety blanket. Oh, Electra, Electra, sorry. Right, Electra Complex. That's what... Oh, yeah, safety blanket there. He's fine. Yeah, that's the crash pad. Electra, that's who it was. <laughs> Any part of a vehicle is a crash pad, even the side now. It's not just the front of it. <laughs> and that's where Frank... Uh, what, uh, what is it? Not Frank Walker. Um, Whoa! Man, they just know how to fling vehicles like like nobody's business. Yeah, they don't only... You know what? They like. Why didn't they have these super magnets when it was Fast Five? I'm sorry, I don't believe Mia could hold his weight and help him up. Oh yeah, I guess she doesn't. Yeah, no, she's just helping him up. Like yeah. at least like giving him something to hold on to. I believe if she gripped onto him, she just would have went falling right down with him. She looked like she weighed. Wait, no, you're forgetting. You're forgetting. She's the Toretto. She's got that Toretto strength. By the way, it looks like a Toyota. Yeah, definitely Toyota. It's a Toyota, okay. Yeah. Oh. Frank Miller. That's what I meant to say. That's where Frank Miller came up with Electra because she has a complex with her dad. Because literally it's Electra Complex. Oh, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so at this point we've we've gotten to the the bland climax. The the same thing we've seen movie after movie. And it's just like, okay, um let's just let's just see how it goes and let's get to the end now. Justin Lynn steps into the director's chair, puts his the director's cap on is like, all right, time to wow audiences. Yeah, but this is no, this is no end of Fast Five. It's just not nearly as fun, and it they are just being just as reckless and just as endangering. Uh, when they were pulling those magnets around, like things coming out of stores, I was like, there's no way that people aren't getting really hurt during all this Shush. it's okay if ramsey does or it's okay if cypher does it but when like our heroes do it uh ignore it because it'll make them look bad yeah they never never give a single bit of consideration to it especially here where they're literally like using the magnets to like pull all these you know cars parked on the side of the road to slow this like armored transport down by the way oh shooting that gun cool and awesome you should be aiming at the tires since yeah. he's doing nothing for like the outer shell. Yeah, and who knows? I mean, those bullets, she's shooting relatively close up. I'm sure a lot of them are just springing right off that armored car. Who knows if they're going flying into windows and things after they bounce off that. Because, if... I mean, that that's a pretty damn high-powered weapon she's firing off. I think that they would still have some... I will say, I am wondering how they achieved this. Like, how do you think behind the scenes in the production, they like got all these cars to like smash into this vehicle? Uh, I think a lot of it is CGI. Okay. They could have had like strings over there. Just like pull the cars over. Maybe not strings, ropes, wires. Yeah. Or maybe remote controlled cars. I don't know. Actually that one, that blue vehicle looked like it had a driver in it. So I don't like they weren't launching them because they were stationary at first. Maybe it wasn't yeah. like a tether. Maybe it was a truck that was moving in front of that car. Like it was a, you know, it's a production truck that they moved forward and it had like all these cables attached. And then like, as soon as the truck went forward, all the cars came as well. And they smashed into that like convoy or that armored oh. vehicle, excuse me. 
It's the turn. No one else could do it. We need we need someone who's a badass driver who can get up to the front. So it's got to be the other Toretto. Oh my goodness! And this is well. I mean, again, magnets don't work like this, but a lot of other things in the series doesn't work either. Yeah. And now you're also wanted by the police in this country. Congratulations, heroes. Yeah, I'm sure most of those cops are dead too, electrocuted in those vehicles. Oh, and also because Jacob is in a vehicle that also has magnets. Yeah. So I think Lynn was heavily, heavily inspired by what Nolan did in The Dark Knight. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I can see that. Except I don't think this actually was practical. No. Nor like a real truck. Yeah, yeah, pretty clearly CGI. Oh, look at this. (laughs) (laughs) Come on. Although it's not as... I think it's a lot... It's rendered in properly. Oh, but it just was so ridiculous the way they did that. Hey, what about this? There's two dudes in scuba suits in like a DeLorean-esque vehicle. Yep. Again, the pop culture references, they're they're not hiding them. That are also trying to take out a satellite with magnets. Yeah, and I wonder how, how much we needed this. Is this really... Do we really have to go to this level of absurdity it's the payoff man because the only way to test rome's ridiculous theory is to do the most ridiculous thing in the world drive a car fly (laughs) a car into space and ram it into the side of a satellite there you go come on in Acura, it made perfect sense right albeit tetsuo flew up with his psychic powers back to like two soul and then like destroyed it with his psychic powers yeah, and he wasn't in a car. <laughs> or in scuba suits. <laughs> That's duct taped together. To keep the air in. <laughs> it's only because Tej had his, like, ripped open. That's that's why. He's like, I can't, I gotta have it airtight. Yeah, and around uh, Rome's neck. That's why I was surprised that he was even commenting, like, what are you doing with that duct tape? Because if you look at his neck, he's got du- duct tape all around it. I kind of wonder if that was an improv line from Tyrese there. Maybe he's also inspired by the bit that, sorry, maybe Lynn was also uh, inspired by that bit in uh, Tenant with like, you know, the the big like freeway uh, heist. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know if he would have had time to see that, but. Probably not. Maybe. That's just me connecting things that are unrelated. Oh boy, look at all this. Wait, is that sound in space? <laughs> Oh, I don't have my sound on. I couldn't hear, but I wouldn't no, be surprised. No, well, it, it technically was. Crash. And, of course, even though there was explosions, you know, their their vehicle's fine. Wait, explosions in space? But there's no oxygen in space. Shut up. And also, <laughs> where's all the fuel in that vehicle? Like, where's all that stuff? Shouldn't it make it, make it more bulky? Okay, shouldn't you guys destroy that immediately? Like, why would why would you want it to exist? Oh, on the ground with them holding the weapon? Yep. Well, they're going to use it in the next film. Now that we've got God's Eye and God's weapon. Or, I don't remember the name. Ar- Ares. Uh, Ares. Now we can all be the super terrorist group. Okay, so that means that the next movie has to be called like... Or the next weapon of the movie will have to be like Thor. Or Mjolnir or Loki or something like that. If we're going by like gods. It'll be Valhalla. 
It'll be like some sort of. Uh, I guess they've already done the super soldier. Uh, I was going to be like, it mutates the whole population. Brings us all to higher beings. Maybe it'll be an AI. The new villain will be an AI. It sounds like the plot. I want. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> that sounds like the plot from TMNT 2014. Oh, wow. I don't remember that one too well. Or I guess Spider-Man. Or the Amazing Spider-Man, excuse me. Oh, I love that. He's like, let's get this. Let's get this thing slowing down. I'll just throw a grenade at it while I'm that in. Is, that is pure, like, Breath of the Wild physics. Of like <laughs> you, you throw like an explosive, like the explosive, uh, the bomb, excuse me, um, in like in front of you just to like change the trajectory or something. I'm like, that is pure, yeah, and it still works somehow. Like, where's the, where's it's the, still driving. Where's the engine located? Is that like a sixteen wheeler? Is like a sixteen by sixteen, where yeah, all it, tires like can go? Yeah, it didn't destroy the tires, the brakes, acceleration, or anything. Even the windows are fine. He just, yeah, blew up the ground around it, basically. Does he see Cypher coming towards him in the plane, or in the jet, excuse me? I think he just knows. He's got the Dom sense. I forgot. He's also, like, partially Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. That tank is, dang, that, like, where was that thing in the previous films? Yeah, they needed it. Things, like, nearly indestructible. It's like the scene <laughs> from... Did you see that? I saw the CGI dumb. Yeah, and look at him. No, no. Oh, my God. I can't even do it mop, anymore. Mop, tinnitus. What's that? Mop. He landed right on his shoulder. It's not scratched or uh, pulled out of its socket or anything. It's completely fine. Dude, I watched, like, two fights in UFC where, like, the fighter had their shoulder dislocated. Oh, it Before hurts. the match started. It was super. By the way, it's easy. It's real easy to dislocate your shoulder. I did not realize. Not for Dom. Not for <laughs> Dom. Nor anybody else. Uh, of course, it was a fake out of like Cypher actually in like flying the vehicle herself. Of course not. Why couldn't they have at least scratched him up? He landed right on that arm. Look at him. Oh, that just pisses me off. Man. And his <laughs> shirt is barely like stained. By the way, I love how Jacob is wearing the black shirt. <laughs> And Dom is wearing the white shirt. <laughs> oh, and of course they had to give him a white shirt that can barely that would it oh that would pick up all the damage and there's like nothing on it, just Dude, a couple little specks of dirt. Sam Woodwicky's like clothes in the first Transformers 2007 movie like made more sense than this. Oh, he was scratched the hell up. His face had some blood on it in his eye, and he was beaten up. And he fucking died, like you know, in the end. Oh no! Wait, that was that was the Avengers Fallen. Sorry, never mind. I forgot. I was thinking of one for some reason. <laughs> this is why you don't have Rome throughout pointing out like, how do we walk away without a scratch? Yeah, because uh, I mean, I would have noticed either way, but it makes it even worse. This right here, though, the this doesn't mm. save the movie, but just the callback to like, you know, somebody once like gave me a second chance with this ten-second car, like. Yeah. All right. That gets a thumbs up for me. Well, even Han gets to have some damage on his face. Oh my goodness, yeah. And he barely, like... Obviously, yeah. he took... Okay, no, he did take damage from uh, from Francis Nagano, so I guess it's okay, but... Yeah, Dom, completely spotless. That's snow moon. Yeah, he can roll down a mountain. He can literally fall out of a car that's turned on its side onto the ground. But yeah, 
a couple punches is on. He's just too weak, you know. Oh, what's this? Another pop culture reference. Why do they look like minions? That was weird. I mean, I guess they are with Universal, but I was like, they don't look like minions to me. Yeah, I found all these pop culture references. All all of them took me out a little bit, but I think that one was just the one that I rolled my eyes the most. No, maybe Star Wars I rolled my eyes more, but that one I, I didn't like either. But this is cute. Taking his kid to the raceway where his his dad died. I think that's all right. Hey, what about my mom's dad? Uh, uh, uh. And did, did they imply that Dom and um, his brother have different uh, moms? I think subtly. Yeah, because I think Cypher said something like, I didn't realize that you had, was it Nordic blood or something like that? Nordic, yeah, Nordic blood. Yeah, ran in the Toretto line and I was like, oh, is that? Yeah, it seemed to me like they were saying that maybe it's different moms, but maybe I'm just misinterpreting that. I think this was a nice transition too. So if they ended the movie after this scene, I would have been fine. I think, I'm not saying the movie would have been perfect, but I think it would have... Do you, do you see the CGI around the eyes, by the way? Sorry. Sort of? Yeah, something looks weird. I think it looked a little different, in, and I guess it did. And now it looks fine again. It's weird, because that's the actual what the actual actor looks like. Yeah. That is strange. But sorry, sorry, go that's, ahead. That's okay. But this is after, like, the uh, Dom beat the guy with the pipe wrench. Hmm. Um, now, obviously, the, remember the best thing here is that they're supposed to make Dom uh, remember about like regretting this. Like this is where he regrets it later on. If you remember in the first one. And you know, Dom's got, he got punched in the face and he's bleeding right there. So that makes me wonder if maybe when he was in prison, he signed up for uh, the weapon X program. Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> Not just that, but also what Bane underwent. Oh, and look, here's our pals here again. That's all right. They're finally like inducted into the Toretto like Hall of Fame, and they're invited. Yeah, that makes me happy. But this is this is what I like for this whole movie. I wanted to see like this was this was the big thing. Yeah, seeing Sean see uh, Han again. That was all right. That's another thumbs up. Yeah, and again, I I didn't give that third one the highest review. I didn't give Sean the best review as a character, and I I still stand by that but it's looking so much better in the light of what this became. So I've got more, I'm more happy to see him and I wish that they would come back to him because he's had a lot more than a lot of the other newer characters they've introduced in this scene here, just between hey, it's, 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 it's uh, Santos. Santos. How you doing, man? I love Ramsey's hair. I think that, I think she looks fantastic. Uh, she's looking fire. Yeah. But go ahead, sorry. I, I hope Leo wasn't in trouble or anything like that. Just like, <laughs> oh, they couldn't leave. Maybe, I hope it was scheduled. Actually, you know what? This is somewhat pandemic, so maybe they couldn't get Leo and his actor. Yeah. And I'm at least happy that here they don't play with the, like, hey, what's your yeah. last name again? I'm so happy they did that. But the moment with Sean and Han, was that artificially created? Is that manipulated? Or do you think that actually was genuine? Like that wasn't fake. That was that like, cause even though you and I, like you just said, you stated like that was fake. Do you think that at least was earned? 
Uh, for what it was, I mean, it, I don't think it makes sense. I mean, how is Han hiding out? I mean, you you would think that he would be like, okay, Sean and them can know. Or maybe not. I don't know. Was he, was he just like living in his apartment all the time in Tokyo and never leaving? <laughs> no, no, no. I remember he was an agent of, of S.H.I.E.L.D. So he like went from S.H.I.E.L.D. safe house to safe house. And maybe he was in Mission Impossible when we when he would have to go out, he would wear one of those rubber masks and have like a voice strip on his neck. So no one ever saw him except for that little that girl, Elle. See, I, I don't know if it fully works now that they've resurrected him, but it was a nice reunion at least, either way. Oh, and the uh Toretto apart or the Toretto house. It's back. It's it's getting rebuilt. Yeah. <laughs> they rebuilt. And I love the empty chair. I think this is an, another beautiful touch. No, 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 no. There needs to be two empty chairs. All right, let's that right for? there. The other one for is uh, Elena. Oh, no, but it's because Brian's going to arrive. Yep. Brian's coming. What about Elena? That's my question. Like, there should also be one for that. Well, she's dead. <laughs> but there should be a shrine or whatnot. But, like... No, they don't care. Definitely, if there's anything I wanted to see, I kind of wanted to see, like, Brian somewhere. Even though that's not... That's not fair. I can't do that. But like, yeah, I think just the skyline pulling up and and Dom turning and smiling. I think that's more than enough is a, a beautiful little nod. That's more than enough. To be like, yeah, he, even though we lost our, our friend, we we haven't forgotten him. He's still very much a presence in this this series. It's more it's I keep saying Mortez. It's more it's excuse me. I'm sorry. And I really appreciate that, even though. I mean, I'm sure as everyone can tell from this discussion so far, this one is another one in a line of bad ones, in my opinion. I think this series just has just completely shot itself in the foot over and over again. So I'm not as angry, obviously, as I was in the previous one. <laughs> yeah, which was fair. Other than, I guess, Elle being a damsel in distress, literally. But I guess after that, she becomes... I don't know, I guess she, she gets rescued and then she like uh, helps with the action and yeah, there's almost no point even focusing on her she wasn't a character she was just a plot device she literally was yeah i mean there was like nothing there <laughs> nothing at all so at this point with the eras the different eras we're gonna we have nine of these so far and we'll include hobbs and shaw in this third era we have yeah. the first era like the 2000s era then we have even though fast four is also 2009 i don't care we're counting that as yeah like the second era because that's four the five, reboot. six and then seven eight nine hobbs and shaw are all part of like these the that, that era um yeah i'm also stalling for time because i'm waiting for the mid credit scene to show off oh yeah i don't remember what this is hmm. oh yeah this was a weird one I, I was like, what the hell is this even? Just say, like, like, this is literally the end of uh, First Avenger. And I guess, like, you know, oh, that yeah. opening to, or part of the opening to, uh, <laughs> what do you call it? Uh, to the yeah. Avengers Assemble. When's, when's he going to punch it across the room? If it was Dom, he would do it. I was waiting for, I was so waiting for it. Although this was kind of unique. So we get, we get Deckard shot back. Excuse me. Yeah, and I like that even though he was one of our heroes in the previous film, I mean, they're not shying away. This is one fucked up dude. I mean, what he just did to this guy is that's pretty damn ugly. <laughs> we don't know what this was about. Also, I thought this was Otto, the um, you know the antagonist of this film. Like, how did he survive? I did too. 
I definitely thought that. I'm like, dang, that guy is harder to kill than like the Terminator. <laughs> and he was just doing it at a cruelty. It wasn't. I mean, that's that's dark. I mean, I like obviously you can you know project onto what this guy did to make himself become a body bag, literally. <laughs> uh, so. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you're right. Like, this is the Shaw from 7, or I guess end of 6. And we get this, which is like, you know something? That is something we never discussed. Is that yeah. technically Han is probably not happy with Shaw? And shouldn't he also be angry at Nick Fury for hiring Shaw to be a part of the crew to catch Dom in 8? Yeah, that's other stuff. That That's why I was like, why would they even do this? Like, we're... They, they purposely tried to make us forget and then just to leave it on this. I mean, maybe they'll address it in the next film, but I don't know if Shaw's going to be in it. That's a good question. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Francis Ngannou. I didn't see his name listed before. I just missed it. That's why. But yeah. I guess before we get through our, our lists and how we rank the different eras and the different movies, I uh, just to run through my, uh, my final thoughts for this one, at least. And then I'll... of course, of course, please, please go ahead. Um, out of the last, the batch of, uh, like from seven to here, this is, this is just more the same. I mean, what, what is this franchise at this point? What's the identity of it? It's just big, loud with a couple nice little character moments in between. I feel like all of them have had that same trait and this one lands the character stuff a little bit better than, especially that fucking last one, the fate of the furious. I mean, like you mentioned some there was some fury upon exit with that movie with both of us which is the mistreatment of one of our central characters well i I could you even call elena central like was she ever really part of the crew i think we need like a we need a ph test we need uh we need a litmus test to determine like what's a main character and what's a side character i feel like there is something but like at this point, she was like a minor character after five. Yeah, she didn't. She didn't participate in six nor seven. That was the whole point of like, hey, you guys forgot about her, so we're gonna use her as like a, a, a an egg farm, and that's the reason why she's like in danger. It's like, I'm not going back to that. I'm not. I'm not talking. Yeah, about let's. That yeah, I refuse. So, so there was definitely some fear with that one. This one, I I'm just walking away, throwing my hands up in the air, like I don't know what they're doing, but they've they've lost the plot completely. And yeah, I'm not angry. I'm just, just like, okay, this, this is clearly not for me anymore. I don't know who this is for. Maybe fans of Michael Bay and the Transformers movies, but this is, this is just cartoon city. Yeah. But, but the things I do like in it, the, the focus on the, the youth and the origin of Dom and his inserted brother, I I can get some stuff out of that that I, I can like. It was nice seeing our crew from Fast 3 again. Uh, even though, again, that movie has its issues, I still think they stand out a hell of a lot more than Giselle did in most of her stuff and yeah, whoever else. <laughs> All these forgettable characters. So, so yeah. I, I would give... I guess I'll save my rating, but yeah, still a, not one that I liked, but yeah, it won't be at the bottom. That's for sure. Truth be told, I don't even remember what my rating system is because <laughs> Caleb is befuddled. He is he's befuddled. He doesn't know like who this is for. I'll say this: I think this is a rank up from Michael Bay's Transformers films. 
because they aren't as crass. Like yeah, that that's sure, true. Sure, there was that there there was that like line of you know like oh Rome's compensating for something. That's that's like tame at the most. Like that's that's the least like okay, sure that's that's an innuendo, but like that is the least like offensive thing you could say. Yeah, no, you're right. You're I right. mean, may, may, actually, maybe somebody can argue against that, but even still, it's like uh, compared to like what Bay films have in them, it's and the Transformers films have in those. Like no, no, no. This is like, at this point, I would definitely like, if I had to say like, okay, here's a generic like action series to watch, watch this one over Transformers any day, uh, even though they're almost as, you know, the same length as them, um, there's not going to, and you'll be frustrated by like some of the characters. I mean, at least in some of those ones, you could say like, ah, they have characters and like they at least are part of the story potentially, mm-hmm. and that's a maybe that's a debate for another day. But like, they're, they're less crass and they're not as CGI heavy. Like at least these later ones, well, these later ones are. But I feel like the integration and the CGI has been more integrated properly. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's fair. But what are your final thoughts for this one overall? To each their own, of course, uh, in my previous statements. Uh, so that's subjective. That's how I see it. But yeah, this is where I throw my hands up and just be like, I pretty much, not to repeat what he said, but I agree mostly with what he said. At this point, it's a soap opera. It's an American comic book of just retconning and stuff because we're running out of ideas. I, as woke as this sounds, as trigger happy as this will be triggering to eric i want to see a woman direct this and write this because i think they would bring something that we haven't seen before hopefully yeah it'd be a fresh take yeah move away from all the people that we've had working on this they don't know what they're doing anymore i mean i guess they know what they're doing working in a mode that we don't like so yeah change would be nice if anybody says like oh that's sexist in a way because a woman could do a better job than what yeah Yes, I think a woman director and writer and producer would probably be a much better like person in charge than like what these guys are doing because I just want characters by this point. I will be a broken record and like make people I'm like nails on a chalkboard right now for people. Just like Isaac, shut your stupid mouth. Like we get it. Just don't watch this anymore. It's like you're right. <laughs> but I I'm like I said we're gonna do this and we're gonna go to the yeah. end. And of course, like, did I give this a fair trial? I've only watched it twice, so that's that isn't fair for me to say. Is there? Can you analyze this film and extrapolate stuff from it? And overall, throughout the entire series, like, look at like toxic masculinity in the series, or like absence of character in this. <laughs> what can you you know relate to what like you know the life cycle of a car, where like you know the first is like, oh my like, god, when, when is when is Dom going to get his midlife crisis? It's almost like you could say Letty has a midlife crisis where she's just like, I'm tired of being in this, like, you know, bland, um, um, you know, day to day routine life, you know, living off the grid. I want some excitement in my life. She almost has like uh, the, 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 what is it? Uh, the, the plot from, or the character arc from Mr. Incredible and the first Incredibles film where he's going mm. through a midlife crisis and she likes cars. Oh, she's on a motorcycle and there's magnets and cool spy gadgets and over the top science fiction stuff. Like, I would be absolutely enamored and or fascinated if somebody were to write an essay on this entire franchise when this is all said and done. 
and and just see what they like what their take is because i'm certainly not seeing it and i'm not giving it no. dues but because i'm you know i am focusing on on something that may not be coming to me and as for uh, the, no i gotta say uh say it i don't think there is fair dues here they've i mean how can you excuse this this kind of writing this is i've never seen anything like this where every new movie they're just like okay what you've seen before throw it out the door it's everything's different the only thing i can think of is that's comparable is the resident evil films you'll see as we go along they they just start doing that (laughs) but it's nowhere near as bad as this because this changes like pivotal moments like in three when han died oh that was a big fucking deal and he was in it for one film one film all right and his, his only film and at that point excuse me then they did one rewrite. Okay, it turned out it was this this spy guy who did it. Okay, you know, that feels inserted, but I can accept it. But then they just completely throw it out the window, and they're just like, that moment, we're just going to step on that moment completely and just completely rewrite it. That's just some garbage, I think. What should the Fast and Furious franchise take from James Bond? More psychology, psychological aspects and questioning why these characters are still doing this or you know just better writing of character interactions i don't know if they could take anything at this point i think the franchise is is a lost cause at this point the only thing you could do is just reboot just abandon everything they've done and just start over fresh i mean it's how do you fix something like this this is in such shambles here's what's (laughs) gonna happen one's gonna come out a few years later O'Connor, the prequel. I'm <laughs> calling it now. Yeah, it could be. Could be. Where we see the whole reason why Brian wanted to become a cop. And we see a young uh, Rome as well. And the incident that caused Rome to go to jail because of Brian. Yeah, you know, if there's one area that's not polluted that they could keep going because it's far less convoluted and, and dumb, that's the Hobbs and Shaw. If they make a sequel to that, It'd be removed from so much of this stuff that I think that they could get away relatively scot-free. They should ditch the science fiction silliness, the super soldier man. Like, that just feels out of place, but if they go with a more grounded kind of story, maybe they could keep that. Because that's that's the part that we liked once they stripped away all the sci-fi action and went to Samoa. uh, That's when we really enjoyed it, so... If they could be more grounded, that still has some legs. But this mainline stuff, Dom and his crew, Dom's gone away into Cuckoo Town. At least Hobbs and Shaw, you know that that super soldier was beating the hell out of them. You know they were they were they weren't uh, invincible. And now this franchise is even pointing out that it's not just Dom; it's the whole crew that's invincible. That's just oh boy. <laughs> I'm effing invincible, as Sundowner would say. All right, ranking go. Okay, so I don't know if you wrote out your list, but I, I wrote my official I series ranking going into fast fast ten. Oh good. You've come you've come you've come uh, you've come prepared. That's good. So the, the first batch will be obvious. The Fast and the Furious, number one. It's still a, a very good movie. Like that one a lot. Too fast, too furious. Not as good a movie, but a lot of fun. And that goes the same to Fast Five. I think that's uh for this incarnation, the bombastic kind of ridiculous fast and furious stuff i think fast five is the best of that bunch then it's the fast and furious tokyo drift pretty flawed movie but 
much better than most of these. Then Hobbs and Shaw, same category, flawed movie, isn't necessarily my kind of movie. I think Tokyo Drift is more my kind of movie than Hobbs and Shaw. But for this bunch, it's still up there with the okay ones. Everything after that, I just don't like. Fast Six, the most competent of this type, but with a pretty bland villain. And yeah, just it becomes more muddy action wise and just less interesting. I start to tune out. Then Fast and Furious 4, I just didn't like that thing. I I didn't like them rebooting in terms of the character motivations and just basically resetting and like, okay, we're going to just have Brian back in the force and we'll have him leave the force again to save Dom. We'll have this whole infiltration thing like they're doing in Fast 2. It just felt like they're recycling and not in a very good way. So I didn't really care for that one. And then I put this one there, Fast 9 or F9, the, the Fast Saga, they call it. It's a terrible title, by the way. Yeah, I've already said what I thought about that one. I won't say it again. Then I put The Fate of the Furious, mostly on the strength of that first action scene, the first race. I liked that quite a bit. And I liked the, the dark side Dom, you know, Dom going to, to joining up with uh, Palpatine. Now, that, I guess that's why they're making those uh, Star Wars references, because they recognize the, the Palpatine qualities. I thought that was nice to switch things up, but eventually it just just devolved into stupidness with the whole character with the villain with very little motivation and then yeah world domination crap and yeah all it turned to garbage and fridging don't worry about that and yeah tasteless fridging of a character that we wanted to see more of and that that's why f9 gets above it too is i fate of the furious goes above fast seven because even though they did some stuff that i really didn't like there was still enough to carry it but the furious seven i just felt was uh the low of the series. I just didn't feel like they like they had any life left. It was just running their wheels. And it's understandable because I'm sure behind the scenes a lot of them felt like, let's just get through this. Let's move on and let's put our friend to bed. And I think that ending w w was beautiful for their little tribute to uh, Paul Walker. But overall, I feel like that movie just had no life to it and I was just bored. So that's the run. I think they all have their positives, even the ones I didn't like. But... At this point, I'm I'm like I'm done with this franchise. If if it wasn't for for this podcast, I would be like ah fuck it, I'm not going to see Fast Ten, but I'll see when it gets out of the theater. But for this podcast and for you, Isaac, I'll be there to to go see this one. Thanks, man. But you did agree to this, so like yeah, we can absolutely. Have a, this is an obligation, so we we have to we have to practice what we preach, or else we'd be hypocrites. And we're not going to do that. We're there we see go. This through to yeah. the end. Thus my. My turn. It's largely similar to his, although mine's a little bit more interchangeable. Fast and the Furious, Too Fast, Too Furious. I'd also go with Fast Five, Tokyo Drift. And you'll be a little bit like, what? But I'll tie Fast Seven with Hobbs and Shaw because, unfortunately, that's nostalgia for me because that was my first Fast and Furious I saw in theaters. So I'm like... It kind of has it. it kind of has some light. It brings me brings me back to twenty fifteen. So I'm like, it's fair. It's got positives. And that ending with Brian being saluted, it's like, yeah, can't go wrong with that. Um, and then the rest, it's just all the same. Like I, don't, I got really nothing to say. I think Fate of the Furious is actually on the bottom of the list because of the fridging. 
Mm. Uh, the stupidness of that. Again, this whole series has been very misogynistic to women. I will fully admit that. It's not very fair to women at all. I, I fully admit that. So to see like a woman come in and see their perspectives, what they could bring to the table, that'd be interesting. And we could actually get like shots of guys, of lingering shots of guys in their like shirtless scenes. Even though we kind of had that in the first one, interestingly enough. That at. Yeah, I think the first one was maybe the least in the misogynistic, or at least the the least. Uh, yeah, I guess misogynistic is probably the way to go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Asterix, of course, that's up to interpretation. But I think if you go back and watch it, it's like okay, it's not too like you know grody, but not to each their own, of course. And they gave us two good female characters in the mix that had their own motivations and they had their own kind of agency to them. It wasn't just you know, I mean, Giselle. I mean that that's one of the the worst of them elena got treated worse but gisella was like the first one she was this established character who was a big part of this criminal organization and she threw that all the way all away just at the chance of sleeping with dom like i mean maybe you could say like oh maybe she fell in love with him question mark but it didn't seem that way she was just kind of like oh here's the keys you know go go kill my boss and then Maybe call me afterwards if you want. And then they just kind of threw it to Han and... and <laughs> Han's girlfriend. Yeah, and, and she had some... A little bit more to her in 5. But not that much. And then in 6, yeah, it was just like... Her death was the motivation to put... To make Han go to Tokyo. So I guess you could almost say they fridged her too, in a way. That's what I was thinking too. Uh, but wait, you see, she actually had a really cool character because she was a secret agent the entire time. From this movie. Oh, see this. Oh, this this is so convoluted. <laughs> yes, somewhere in that mix, she met Mister Nobody and was his best agent. <laughs> and then she told him about Dom. Then after what happened with Han. <laughs> Sorry, I, my brain broke there for a second. I'm like, what? Where am I going with my train of thought? I don't even know where I'm going with my train of thought. Even though when Mister Nobody first showed up, he made no mention to Giselle. It had nothing to do with his motivation to get Dom then. It just, yeah, no, it's it's a big clusterfuck. It's a big clusterfuck. A fluster cluck indeed. All right, that's the end of this commentary. I hope you guys were entertained. If you find entertainment of us just like at our suffering at this, <laughs> I'm actually okay with that because at least you're getting something out of this that we aren't. Like, you don't have to watch these films if you don't want to. You don't have to put these along. Maybe maybe this makes it a lot funnier. Maybe, the, like, our commentary makes it just as fun, like, as a, yeah. as, as a commentary to, like, watch the movie. I don't know. I've, I've never done that. So I, I hope that you all got, all of you who are listening to us, like, get a chuckle out of, uh, out of this. I'm just like, oh, these two guys being masochists over this franchise. <laughs> when will you learn? Yeah, and if you've been enjoying it, you know, shoot us a tweet or an email and let us know, because... Yeah, we, we do all this, you know, for our own entertainment, but for you guys as well. And, and we're curious what you what you like with what we're doing. I mean, really, all we've we've been doing this for years in a way. And I don't just mean like commentating, but like between the two of us as as really close friends. Like we're just we would have these discussions even with if we didn't have like a recording going on right now. Yeah, we would put on a movie like this just to talk over it. Just the two of us do a oh commentary, not being recorded. <laughs> like the. <laughs> The time we watched fast or fast, we we watched the first episode of Jessica Jones in my room. <laughs> um, we we just talked like a, like shot the crap basically, shot the shed, and didn't even pay attention to the episode itself. Like that was 
that's just us, man. We've been doing that for years. Yeah, and that's what we'll be doing when we come to the next discussion, because we don't we won't have a commentary. We will get to that eventually. Probably prior to uh Fast Eleven, maybe we'll do the yep. commentary. Yeah, no, I uh, it's pretty you had you you and I are like on the same brain uh brain waves right now, brain paths, whatever you'll call it. That is exactly what I was thinking too. Yeah, but we will see the film and then we'll join up together to give a little spoiler discussion what we think. So but until then, thank you, Isaac, once again for, for this discussion and for, for helping me get through this this viewing and you're welcome sir thank you for also joining us despite me uh asking you to do this ridiculous task it's oh. i would say at this point it is a herculean task it's almost like the 12 tasks superman had to perform before he died <laughs> in uh all-star superman <laughs> but yeah we've, we have 10 tasks so far so 10 and 11 will finally be 12 mm. like that's yep. strange but that is Disclaimer, if you or your family try any of the attempted stunts, which I did not see in this film, by the way, Justin Lin did not put on the uh, discre- the discretion of like, if any of you try this, then it is stupid and we can't go to jail. Uh, if, if this commentary sparks up a resurgence in videos where stupid stuff like that happens, uh, we none of the novice leaders are not, not uh, liable for any of that. Um, we do not take any credit for the promotion or distribution of that. And if any of you try to get your faces punched by Francis Ngannou, it's going to end up looking like Alistair Overeem. Till next time. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>
Yeah. Jason Momoa was in one of those and fell into the water. Oh, boy. And so <laughs> he has been wanting to get revenge for uh, Dom killing his dad, even though it was technically Hobbs that shot him in the face. Yeah, and of course they can't have Hobbs in there to really fill it out. And even better is that he's going to steal um, Brian. Okay. And, and get this, Brie Larson is Nick Fury's daughter. Okay. Okay. Uh... So Kurt Russell is just nowhere to be seen for this for some reason. And it turns out that both Leo Santos and Michael Rooker's character, and I don't know about L, but they all also make an appearance in that next one. Okay. Okay. That's something. And, uh, oh, and uh, Dom falls down a dam, like, like Hoover Dam. Like there's an explosion and then he drives his dodge down a dam. Well, I guess, yeah, I, I well, that, that's, that's, that's a trailer. <laughs> oh, that's a trailer for you. So that's, that's what we have so far. And also here's, this is me just randomly questioning, but was Vin Diesel even in that Dungeons and Dragons movie? I don't think so. No. That's so weird. Given that he's a big D and D fan. Oh, I didn't that's know. That's so weird. Yeah, dude, he's, maybe he has a cameo. He's a big, yeah, I was hoping for that. Like, but his wife is in there it's so weird or at least like his wife of this film is in there so it's like <laughs> what i feel like he would be in there instead but 